All right, what up, everybody? We're live. I'm here with uh, Chad Hurts. Thanks for being here, man. How's it going? Appreciate it, man. Fucking psyched you're here. Uh, this is episode number 12. Can't fucking believe I'm already on 12. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jeffrey was here yesterday. Tommy Jeffrey. It was really hard for me to not call him Mr. Jeffrey all day yesterday. I bet. I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> I've been the same way. It was it was pretty normal. Uh, it was cool hanging out with him, man. It was uh, it was really cool seeing him. It's crazy seeing people that I haven't seen in fucking ten years. How'd you guys even meet up for this? I just hit him up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've followed him on Instagram for a while now because of because uh, of the body shop and shit. And uh, once I started this, I was just like, "Fuck, I need guests like bad." Well, he's out here in the valley now, huh? Yeah, he's in Gilbert. I, don't, I remember someone telling me that. Yeah, uh, the body shop Gilbert. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's pretty close to where you're at. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty sick. But yeah, I just hit him up on Instagram, and he was all for it, and he came in yesterday. Now he's getting me started on uh, some nutrition help <laughs> as soon as I get back from vacation. You can start working out now? Yeah. Well, I've been hitting the gym for the last couple months. Uh I fucking ballooned up pretty bad, man. <laughs> I hit a, uh, I don't like talking about my weight, uh, but I hit 284 and that was like the fattest I've ever been by far. And I was like, holy fuck. Like I can't eat anything. <laughs> so I'm sure you talked and, about diet the whole time. No, I mean, uh, afterwards for sure. And we got kind of went over my program and what we're going to do, but, uh, the podcast, no, we didn't just the last like 20 minutes or so. Oh, I'm surprised, actually. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've been working out a little bit. I'm, I'm down to 260 now. Nice. So I hope he can he can get me down to, like, the 220, 215, 210 area for the first time ever. It's not bad. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm, like, 260 right now. Yeah? Yeah. But you have so much more muscle than I do, and you're <laughs> fucking four inches taller. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. It does make a big difference. I have short, stumpy little legs, too. My legs are, uh, like, do you know your inseam? This is such random shit. No, I don't even know how you measure that. Like, your pant leg, like, like you know, you buy, like, the waist and then the length. Like, it's, like, you know, yeah. a waist of 32 and then your, your length is 32 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, my pant leg, like, length is, like, 27. <laughs> <laughs> I have the short little stumpy legs, man. You're all waist. Yeah, right? It's fucking <laughs> weird. But yeah, that was cool, man. I'm psyched. Fucking, uh, yeah, I gave Cyrus and Jesse and you a shout out on number 10. Uh, Cyrus said he was listening to my podcast, like driving to California and shit. So that's just fucking so cool. Yeah, definitely. I just can't. I just can't get over that shit still. I'm like, that's so fucking cool <laughs> that people are listening to it. People like listening to me. That's crazy. <laughs> It's not even just me. It's just like, I think a lot of it is people like you too, that just cool guys, dude, I'm sweating so much. I know. It, it feels better now the air's back on, but yeah, it's going to take a bit to cool down in here. <laughs> oh man. For people who don't know, I'm still fucking adjusting to uh Flagstaff weather yes. or not Flagstaff weather to Phoenix weather from Flagstaff. Well, now it's already heating up and it's, uh, it's not even summer yet. We're in the 80s already. It's a fucking nightmare, dude. <laughs> uh, it's the the whole year of paying huge electric bills. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Uh, I wanted to give people a quick recap on you if people don't know you. Most people do that listen. <clears throat> but 
you are a former Marine, joined the Marines when you were 17. That's correct. Um, so it's interesting. I always talk about my different story because I didn't finish high school on time. And you also did not do that. Mm-hmm. You finished high school early. Yeah. And skipped <laughs> high school graduation entirely. Yeah. And went to boot camp. Yeah, I was. Uh, I graduated from uh, Marine Corps boot camp a couple months before our class graduated, actually. Yeah. Uh, Brad and I came back, and everyone was still in classes in high school. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> we came back to the school one day. Yeah. And we were, like, in our dress booths. We thought we were, like, super cool, you know? <laughs> 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 Everyone's, like, staring at us, like, whoa. And now I look back, it's, like, not as cool as I thought it was, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that happens turning into an adult at any rate for anything. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I was such a fucking idiot kid. Yeah, back yeah. Then. I know. It's crazy, man. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, well, a lot of people do know. A lot of people don't know that we've been friends, like, literally for forever. Since, like, sixth grade. Yeah, sixth grade, middle school. Yeah. Easily. We all sat at the same table at lunch. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> I don't think we never had classes together. I don't think ever. so. Maybe like once ever. in like sixth grade, maybe like one class. I don't think ever in any grade. Well, what all the teachers <laughs> in middle school were like, uh, like the same three teachers or whatever. Yeah, like the, different the same groups. tracks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. And then we well. just always were at lunch together <laughs> all the time. <laughs> now, who else sat at that table? Uh, Ewald, Aaron Troyer. Until Aaron Troyer went and sat with like the, the nerds. <laughs> He got too cool for us in middle school. <laughs> to hang out with the the jocks, right? <laughs> and uh, we sat with Blake, Ewald. Really, Blake was there? I think so. Uh, I don't know. I can't totally remember. It's a long man. time ago, man. I, it was so long ago. What, if you sat with us how long even long ago is that? If you sat with us at lunch, sixth grade. Let us know. <laughs> I don't know how long ago that was. Fucking high school was ten years ago. So. Uh yeah, 15, high school 15 was ten years ago. years ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I dropped out well, 10 roughly years ago. ten years ago in November. I dropped out. Well, see, we're technically class at ten. So you graduated eight years ago, started high school 12, 11 years ago. So what we're like year and a half away from what would be a ten year uh, anniversary. Yeah, thing. those are easy to track though. 2020, 2030. <laughs> we got the the easiest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I will not be invited. Um. If someone's putting that together, yeah, I uh, think that's like a, a graduation requirement to go to the. Yeah, if someone's putting that together and wants to throw my name on the list. Let me. Hey, know, you can come with me, man. We'll just get drunk before and right, we'll hang out. talk shit on everybody. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought it was weird to like. I've thought about that before, not like graduating, because I because I wasn't allowed to go to prom. Really? Like they blacklisted me in prom. Yeah, <laughs> I had a date and everything. What like, did yeah. they stop you at the door? No, like they told my date because they have to put your name down when you're not like you're you're put on the guest list or whatever because you're not a student. What? So she had to register me, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, he he's blacklisted. He's not you know eligible because he's a dropout." That is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. They told her they were removed- like mad at you for dropping out. Yeah, <laughs> and they removed me from the blacklist after my graduating class graduated. So if I wanted to return for like prom in 2011, I could have. <laughs> How douchey is that? <laughs> I was like, what a weird rule. But yeah, 
So I was all blacklisted and shit. Well, you started college right right away, right? Yeah, MCC, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, punishing you while you're doing something higher level than everybody else. Yeah, because I remember, because <laughs> I came to your Marine graduation uh, down at that that golf course, uh, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, it was, like, a, a group of people back. that were, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, like, a bunch of veterans associations and stuff that showed up. Yeah, because I came to that, and I remember I, like, just got off work at MCC, and I was all texting you, like, what the fuck, where's this thing? Like, <laughs> we're in a like, fiesta. I, like, hurried to get down there because I, like, just got off because, like, yeah, I was, like, a whole year into MCC by... I mean, well, a year and a half by the time everyone graduated. That's crazy. That's cool, though. You're on a faster track than everybody else. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it didn't work out that way, but yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, people don't. But ideally, that. I mean, that's still a course. Courses taken, regardless if it uh, worked towards whatever no, you totally. wanted. Most college degrees take five years now, anyway, though. So I guess it wasn't that abnormal. I just don't know how I feel about the whole college thing. Yeah, uh, personally. You ever gonna go with your free GI um, bill? I've done like over a year. Yeah, but uh, I've used it a little bit for like the Corrections Academy, and you had to go to MCC to even join the Marines, right? You've you did English at MCC instead of I did I did English to graduate and early, and was it just English? I don't remember. I remember Fuck Brad me, and I, I did it know. together, so we uh. We did like the summer summer school. <laughs> I remember and then we did MCC classes. I remember helping. Uh, it was one of you sign up. I don't know if it's you or Brad, because I worked there, and I remember when you guys came in, and it was like, "What up, guys? Like you doing <laughs> fucking summer school?" I think it was Brad. He's like, "No, fucking dropping out, dude. Going to the Marines." And I was like, <laughs> "Shut up, Brad." Brad would say some shit like that. <laughs> I was like, "Shut up. No, you're not." And he's like, "No, for real." <laughs> you know, you know what the funny thing about Brad is right. So if anyone listening brad and i also grew up together we played football together yeah brad and chad we we both wanted to join the military he wanted to join the air force and i wanted to join the marine corps I wanted oh to be a marine man since you're I was throwing him under the bus right now yeah yeah so <laughs> so i like all throughout like our senior year like just talked or junior year i should say like talk shit to him like i was like no nah, you need to be like a marine man it's like way better like i pretty much convinced brad to join the marine corps over like a year's time span that's good though and he always like he doesn't actually resent me for it but he always jokes about it <laughs> he probably he gives me a hard time like i could have joined the air force it would have been way better <laughs> he probably he probably appreciates it now though oh yeah well he won't openly say it but there's things that he took away from the Marine Corps he wouldn't have got out of the Air Force. Oh, so. yeah. But didn't didn't Brad do way different shit than you did? You were infantry. Uh, he was infantry. But he, had, he had a different job in the he infantry. he went with, like, a vehicles, right? For the most part, yeah. He uh, he was a, a tow gunner. It's basically a wire-guided missile that's meant to take out armor and stuff like that. So. That's so fucking cool. I know. They're, like, really expensive, too. And you carried a saw. On my first deployment, yeah. And I always thought that was, uh, I always thought it was like an, uh, an actual saw, <laughs> like the first time you told me. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Why are you doing that? <laughs> and then like, and then I Googled it and I was like, oh no, like the, the SAW, the saw, like yeah. from Call of Duty. Well, it's t- <laughs> M249 saw and like saw stands for a squad automatic weapons, you know? <laughs> 
And you know it's funny the Marine Corps actually did away with those. Did for they? The most part, yeah. They, well, you always said it was garbage, right? It always stalled. Well, uh, if you had like new ones, they'd be great. But uh, the Marine Corps is the least funded out of all the branches. So wait, wait, wait. You mean you guys aren't all just running around with AR-15s? Uh, well, some of us, but it's not. You mean, it's not an AR-15 though. You mean they're? I thought they were <laughs> the best killing machines on the planet. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good topic to talk about. <laughs> it's gonna frustrate me though. <laughs> yeah, like my problem with the uh, this massive uh, yeah thing going on around the country about AR-15s is just the amount of myths that are out there surviving, survive, uh, revolving around guns that. It's all coming from people who know nothing about guns. It's a guns. lot of myths. And, yeah, that's why I want to have Jesse on here. Yeah, Someone yeah. who's actually a current owner and distributor mm-hmm. of firearms. Definitely new, too, so he's new to it. Yeah. I really like to – well, and he's a millennial. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to get his take on on all of it and uh, get someone who's a little more trained than the 17-year-olds in Florida who are shooting <laughs> off the hip. Uh, I think, uh, the you know, I saw something online about that, and it was, you know, it's good to respect how people feel, you know, these kids feel strongly about something, but to consider them wise at that age for having an opinion absolutely. is absolutely not They're okay. not experts. They're children still. And the fact is, as anyone knows, the older you get, the wiser you get, at least generally speaking. Absolutely. Uh, you learn more about life through experience and these kids are still in high school. They don't really know a whole lot about anything yet. They're still experimenting with, you know, everything. Politically, they're finally starting to, like, open their eyes a little bit. They don't really understand all that kind of stuff yet. Most right. of them. You know what I mean? It's like they're still on a learning curve. And uh, <laughs> we shouldn't be taking their word as uh, this is what we should listen to. You know what I mean? I think... It's okay if some people want to listen to them. Of course. I think it's not okay if people want to give them a seat at the table that they don't belong at. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Um, definitely. What frustrates me and, and the greatest analogy I can use with you is you at 18 were in a position of life and death, literally, Mm -hmm. in a day to day. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, you were trained. I don't know what the Marines' requirements are for firearm training, but from what I understand, you were trained in a classroom far before you were ever allowed to handle live ammunition. Extensively. And you were also made to handle an empty gun before you were given ammunition to put in it. Vast amounts of hours right? all the time. So even with you as that training... When you were 18, uh, getting deployed for the first time, would you have considered yourself to be even an expert on no gun safety or, or shootings? Expert, or, no. Um, capable and qualified, yeah. Or the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> I was still very young at the time, but sure. my opinions on stuff like that, I don't think I've really developed at the time. But... uh well, back at that time period, we didn't have as much talk about guns back then either. That's kind of a recent thing. But, yeah. uh, uh, you, you know, it's not even the thing that you thought about back then. You, you're going through that process, uh, boot camp, infantry training, and you're, you're learning all these things. And then you, you immediately shoved into a unit, you know, and you're told, hey, 10 months, we're going to Afghanistan. 
You know what I mean? This is yeah. what we have to learn before we get there. Right. So like, you're not really thinking about anything political when you're in the military. There's not really a, you know, you might see something on Facebook or something and might have a mild opinion on it, but you really, you kind of stay out of all that. Right. You know, your job is to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And you know, that's why you see a lot of veterans get up in arms about things. Cause when you get out is when you start turning your head more politically and voicing your opinions more because you're not, you know, the face of, you know, the military anymore. You, you can have a stronger opinion on things and, and think outside the box now. You know what I mean? Right. So it kind of like you change a little bit through that time period, but I don't think I was ever an expert w- with a gun when I was 18. You know, I still don't consider myself an expert. Right. I think I have a, a lot of experience. Yeah. And, uh, I think, you know, you can call someone an expert who can hit a target every single time he shoots, you right. know, like, like hypothetically, right? Like real quick, he, he's got good fundamentals, but does he know anything about life or death situations, you know, on, on the street? If you carry, if you're one of those kind of people, if you can still carry, can he make a smart decision on when to act, when not to act and what situations you do a certain thing, right? Just cause you can shoot a gun proficiently. doesn't mean that you're well-versed in carrying a gun every day. Right. I think there's a lot that people don't think about with owning a gun or carrying a gun every day, I should say, outside of your house. You know, most of these people don't even know the laws surrounding guns in their state, and they're buying guns. Yeah, speaking of not knowing laws, did you see the video of the congresswoman or the senator who cut the barrel off of her her AR? (laughs) I did see that video. And all these people are like, oh, look, your senator is committing a felony. (laughs) On her Facebook account. Oh, look, it has a million downloads. Yeah, she <laughs> totally like, tried to play it off. And, you know, it is what it is. But it's 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 a, it's a very good <laughs> representation. It's the irony. It's the irony. Of someone who, who is fed up with the Second Amendment, so they say. And they're, they're really upset about AR-15s for whatever the fucking reason is. <laughs> Mostly propaganda. Uh, and then yeah, what they a lot do, of propaganda. As a fucking stance on it is they commit a felony on Facebook. Well, you know, to me, the the funny, the the irony in it is that she's a person that can create and pass law. But she doesn't know she doesn't know the current law. She committed a felony technically on, on camera and posted it about guns and trying to limit our ability with certain guns to have them or use them. And I think the irony there is in and why most people who are avid supporters of the Second Amendment and gun owners yeah. can't take those people seriously. Yeah. How are you going to tell someone who's constitutionally backed that they're not allowed to have something when you don't even know the laws? You don't know guns. You don't know anything about them. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you listen to the media and you let them fuel you on hate. You know what I mean? And, and that's something that like I feel like is a big issue on the sense that... Uh, I was talking to Dan about this, like, um, even going to the voting box, like, it's not enough in the sense that people aren't even educating themselves on what they're voting for. These not, days. not at all. Like, and that's why I was saying, like, we need to have some kind of uh, different system, like, uh, you need to be able to watch a video, like an informational video on the topic. But Why then, is that not taught in schools? But then you... Also need to be able to watch like a, a smear campaign on the topic also, like a Republican and, and a Democrat video. Mm. So you can be like, oh, I see both sides now and I'm ready to vote. 
as or at least to, do more research and decide how you actually want to think about totally things, you know but i think it needs to also be a requirement for like the legislations and are the legislations the legislators the congress people this fucking lady who committed a felony they need to educate themselves and like one thing that uh this one kid i watch a lot of this shit with these kids uh from fucking florida and they were on. Bill. I like ignored it. They were it's on been Bill so Maher. Much, it's like too much for me to handle. I totally sometimes. understand. <laughs> I'm just do, like my due diligence with having a yeah, podcast yeah. and trying to talk about shit. <laughs> Find some good topics to cover. I'm trying to fucking, <laughs> and I'm trying to know what I'm talking about. Like these kids were on Bill Maher, and one thing the kids said is, um, we're, they're having a march on March 24th. Mm. Whether you agree with the march or not, fine. But I don't agree with marches personally because I don't think they do anything. They don't do anything. But I all agree with that personally. <laughs> <laughs> but he did say the march is for one purpose, and it's to say uh, the government are our employees. We hired them. We're their bosses, and we're telling we're having a day where we're telling them you suck at your jobs. And I was like, that's very valid. And like, at least these kids at 17 years old are very more self-aware of what's going on in the government than a lot of us were when we were 17. Oh, of course. And I think it's really, it's this like weird, uh, we're in this like weird flux where we're like heading into this new decade where maybe the government could change and maybe enough voters could, could do something about it. But uh, it's almost like how, how we've, me and you have always talked about how, uh, like, we, we can't, like, call ourselves Democrats or, or Republicans. I feel like our generation's so construed differently than party lines Yeah, uh, compared to older generations, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's totally possible that we see in our lifetimes where uh, we don't have a Republican or or democratic control and that's hard White for me House to like say that though or a Senate. because the the thing is is i i foresee the parties remaining the same but the direction they're going changing that's possible and i, I don't mean, the parties like do that, change all but, the time you know you can pull up articles online about how democrats used to be like against abortion and well you know, like, i mean if you want to go that way like technically historically democrats are the ones who opposed so many a lot things of shit. that were terrible in this But country. like over the last 30 years or so it flopped in like this weird way. That's like, a, that's a hard thing to say too and I don't like when people just say, "Oh, it flipped and now magically everyone on this side thinks oh, this yeah. way." There's a lot of people who were in that party from a lot of those times. We're still sure. in that party, you know what I mean, paying people to vote a certain or you know to oh, like do certain things and so, like, to just say it just magically flip-flopped and there's not a lot going on that we don't see is just not true. I guess it's not flipped, but over time it transitioned. It's transitioned, yeah. but it's it's just so, to me, the parties are the, so corrupt. The it's, lines are getting blurred a lot more nowadays, yeah. though. And uh, well, you've seen a rise in the, the libertarian movement, but uh, I don't foresee that getting bigger than it is right now, honestly. No, me neither. I just I just don't know if uh, we'll elect more independents. I don't think the bipartisan system's too... It's too strong. It's, it's never going to fade uh, away. Yeah. It has its vice grips on everything. It's not really going to go away, but... Like, Bernie Sanders, for example, has been a senator for a long time, and he's always been an independent. And uh, it's possible that that happens more and more. The independents run and win, in my mm. opinion. But he still floats a party line, though. 
Oh, well, I mean, to run the president for the presidency, you have to go for right. The Democrat. Or that's the thing about it. It's like, but that's how the electoral college is set up. You have why do you to. think he he got beat out? Because Hillary he, has he joined money. the party line, but he wasn't involved. You know what I mean? Exactly. As much as Hillary was, the DNC was not going to allow um, Bernie to get nominated um, by any means. Um, Hillary was in it. I mean, basically from the beginning, Hillary was the candidate. Like, I don't, I mean, people like, I mean, they can say what they want. Bernie had a chance, but he really didn't. Yeah. I mean, the DNC even, it came out. They were against Bernie. Like there was literally <laughs> conspiracy in the DNC itself. The democratic national committee for people who don't know what DNC means mm-hmm. that they were literally conspiring against him. So it's like, I mean, even our political parties in in themselves are fucked up. Oh, yeah. And it's been that way for so long, but it's just now coming to light how bad it is. Yeah. Everybody's kind of, like, known about it, you know? You know, like, oh, yeah, there's always crazy stuff going on. Yeah. And it's just now that, like, people started leaking things that they hacked into. You well, know they had I mean? this conversation. I don't know who, with who, but it's like, it's like we're so much more involved now than, like, ever before. And I don't oh, definitely. know if it's because of social media. Well, look, it's probably because of social media. 150 years like, ago, how did you vote for someone? You would walk around the town and he'd be talking on a stage and just broadly talking about points yeah. out loud and yelling about exactly. how he supported these little tiny, no in detail about how he's going to change anything. It was all men, obviously, back then. Totally. But it was. I support this and I'm going to do this, but there's no explanation for nothing. And it got a bunch of people riled up and that's how they got voted in. Right. So like now you have social media, you have, we're so much more involved technologically that, uh, we can actually dig in further to like candidates. It's not like it used to be back then, you know, some guy shouting on a stage, getting a, a crowd riled up, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. You can pick people apart nowadays. Oh and, yeah, and, and with video cameras and, and stuff, you can ignore you can whatever catch you want people to. doing things they shouldn't be doing. You and can ignore the fact that the president uh, slept with a porn star. <laughs> I mean, is that even proven? My thing with like a, nah. you know, I, I'm not even a, a fan of Trump. I'm really not. I'm gonna argue it's as proven as every other woman who came out against every other celebrity in the last well, three months. None of it's proven now. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to say it's well, yeah, yeah. proven. And, and that's the thing that is like, shit. I am no fan of Trump. I'm more conservative than anything, but uh, I don't claim to be a Republican. Uh, and I just don't, you know, everyone's out to attack Trump and it is what it is, but nothing that comes out is ever proven. Why is it that there's so many things happening over time that everyone's accusing Trump of this and that, and it's ne- none of these have ever been proven. Now, the only thing that came about with him was the audio of him talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, what did he say? Uh, it was like the most controversial thing during the campaign. Uh, what did he say to the, the, the lady on that? Say that one more time. He was like talking with his buddies on the bus. What did he say? Oh, uh, grab her by the pussy. Yeah, grab her by the pussy, and like yeah. that, like yeah, he got caught red-handed. Proof. I'll tell you, like that's a stupid thing to do. Yeah, I'll sit here and tell you at the same time that men have locker room talk, and you might not agree with it, but it, it's the the truth. 
Oh, it is. And, the it, truth. and when you're in his position, yeah, you, you need to watch what you're doing. But uh, I won't sit here and tell you, oh my God, he's a terrible person for saying that. I, he got caught, but you know what I mean. And he, as a president, you shouldn't be getting caught saying things like that, or someone who wanted to be president at the time. I agree. But that was well before he decided to run for president. I agree with that also. Yeah. Um, my only issue with it is uh, my only issue with it are people who get super hyper defensive about people picking on Trump. <laughs> I definitely and, don't. I'll pick on him for some things, and especially Trump <laughs> attacking the media and like uh, kicking certain news organizations out of his press meetings and shit like that. I think shit like that is a. Uh, it's super uncalled for. It's hard pressed though when but also, they've come at him the way they have. But also when people get butthurt about Trump and people are like, stop picking on him. Like, meh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, yeah. he was the main person who no picked one could on be biased. He picked on Obama for eight years about not being an American, which <laughs> everyone they, like let brought slide. his tweets and stuff back up from back then. Yeah. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but it's like. Uh, it's like every president deserves to get shit on. And I've never been a Trump supporter. But my biggest issue with people that are like, you're just fucking Trump hater, dude. I'm a Trump supporter. It's like, why are you still a Trump supporter? He's the president. Stop even saying Trump supporter. He's the president. Like, <laughs> it's like MAGA. He's, he's all of our president. Like, we can all hate him equally when he's shitty. Yeah, or and we can also all say he gave us more money in our paychecks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when he does something good, we can how also you, say he does something good. How did you feel about that tax reform, by the way? Um, oh, I got mixed feelings on it. I got totally mixed feelings about it because I think the repercussions, good or bad, uh, are not going to come to light until it happens. Um, until so, the end of this year, probably. So my biggest issue, and and the thing I will say that everyone is upset about, is the only thing that I'm upset about is what affects me, and that's how everyone is. Right? The, the typically, yes. So uh, I'm upset that he cut student loan interest reductions. I'm upset that he cut housing uh, interest rate uh, caps on, uh, you know, mortgages and shit. I don't, I don't agree with giving corporations tax cuts. Uh, I really don't. I don't I, don't I don't understand why Amazon didn't pay taxes last year. Yeah, like Amazon of all places. I don't get it. Like, to be to be 100% honest with you, Jeff Bezos being the most rich man in the world is corporate bullshit at its finest. Yeah. And people like to fucking talk about it and like, oh, no, it's so cool that, like, it's a, it's a richest story. He's the richest man in the world. He should not be the richest man in the world. <laughs> the fact that he is the richest man in the world yeah. is an issue. Like, it's a big issue. Mm -hmm. The fact that we let him give himself billion-dollar bonuses... Well, I think it's... Okay, well... Is an issue. It's less about that, and for me... It's the fact that we don't tax the fucking Not Well, I'm not even saying that taxed properly, he still might not be the richest person in the world. For me, it's not all about the amount of money he makes. It's about how much he's giving. We're getting back off the money. He's no, that's making. that's exactly what I mean. And I'm not a proponent. Exactly that sounds like I'm all about huge taxes for the wealthy... And, and I think the wealthy should be taxed more. That's why we have tax brackets. But I'm also a, a huge defender of just because you make more money and you're successful that you should also, you know, they've proposed, you know, like 80% taxes on people that are wealthy. That's ridiculous. Okay. I agree with you 100%. I think if you, 
if uh, if how you, could you take eighty percent of what someone makes and think that that's okay? I would argue that if you just did like a like a a, a blanket even tax, I'm for it. Like, and I think a lot of people would be like, I can't, I can't support that either. If you just did everyone at five percent, though. Even that millionaire pays 5%. I pay 5% too. Well, what would that do to the deficit though? So you're going to think like, okay, look at the percentages of of what, of what, you know, like the, the top, let's say 10% of, uh, like people who, you know, their businesses get them this, right? The top 10% wealthiest people in the U S for sure. If you lowered their taxes to match what I pay in taxes, not what you the, pay. Our deficit, well, I mean percentage wise. Percentage. I'm wise. talking percentage. If you if you made us have the same percentage, how big our deficit would be, even worse than it is right now. For sure, but I mean, I'm I'm arguing that like you know Amazon paid nothing, right? And if they well, paid that's 10, not definitely not right. And if you they paid I mean? <laughs> if they paid the standard of ten mm-hmm. percent. Jeff or Bezos, 81%. If we'd Je- still be making millions, you know what I mean? Let's see how him. much Jeff Bezos made last year, okay? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. If Jeff Bezos made $100 billion last year and he paid $10 billion in taxes because it's 10%, I would say that's fair. Yeah. It's definitely fair to me. Uh, any way you put it, uh, he that's not right that you can do that. I'm just saying, so all I'm saying, and and you summed it up for me, I'm just saying that it's not right that corporations get a pass because they're in bed with the government. It's not okay. And and like... It's a problem with the federal government. You're talking about the deficit, but Trump's tax bill increased the deficit by like $13 trillion over 20 years. And that's why I wasn't okay with it. It's like, okay, we all get a small, small tax break. In some way, oh. shape, or form, depending on who you are, you know what I mean, and, and For it, sure. it all depends on what who you are, what you're doing at the time, and where where your money's coming from. But, uh, but if it increases our deficit, why are we doing it? We're we're so bad with that, you know. Like, how are we just digging ourselves more and more in debt and thinking that's okay? Yeah, that's like to me the number one issue with our government right now is our debt crisis that nobody wants to talk about because anyone who gets elected for four years. If they bring that to light, you know what I mean? Like yep. you have to take on the entire federal system in order to change anything. It, oh yeah. It, it's no, an impossible that's the biggest almost. thing that people said about Obama. Like he said all the right things before he got elected and, and then immediately changed his do tune anything. Cause he got bought <laughs> off. Yeah. But this is what I'm talking about for like Jeff Bezos too. And this is how, this is how corporate bullshit happens. People don't understand. I know a lot of people who own their own businesses and you don't understand how fucking corrupt that is. The whole <laughs> fucking system is backwards, man. You can put your cell phone bill, your house payment, every fucking thing you pay for under your yep. uh, business income. And what you know what's crazy and is it's like basically tax deductible. Small business owners oftentimes have to do that to yeah. stay afloat. Yeah. And that's crazy. Small business owners, owners for sure. That's what's crazy about but it. But that like, also applies. As corrupt as it might be, it's like it's keeping them afloat. But that also applies for the larger people. Right, right. And it's horse Def- shit. Definitely. And it's horse shit. Well, it's like where do you find the middle ground, though? So where I'm going with that is Jeff Bezos was reported the third richest man in 2016. <laughs> in 2016, his salary from Amazon was $81,000. <laughs> How do you become the richest man in the world with that salary, motherfuckers? Right. 
Come on. Yeah. Stock options and bonuses and corporate greed. Like, come on. It's all put that's through in a, in a different fashion than like, oh, here's your paycheck. That's his salary. So that's his income on his tax return. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Like, that's bizarre. And you know what? And that's why Trump won't release his tax return. And I'm sorry. I know a lot of people don't fucking care about that. But it's a big issue when the president is so in bed with companies that he can't release his tax okay, return. Okay, but you could say that about damn near every president. For sure. They're but all they, reluctant they to all, give up their tax But they all returns. do. Eventually. They it all do. It just depends on if it's later on where it don't matter or... Trump just won't. The right opportune time. Will. And now, uh, what state... I can't remember what state. One state on the East Coast is passing a law that if it, a president doesn't release their tax returns, they will not put them on the renewal ballot. So one state is trying to remove Trump from the vote. Uh, that probably won't go through, but it might not. It would be awesome if it did, and but there's a domino effect. From if there. it goes to federal court and like it's not like, uh, you know, an injunction or whatever, then it might go into effect by the time the vote well, happens. And and my problem with the two party system is that you either wildly support one side or the other. You know, most people and it's so like I people can't. will people will cry about. Trump's tax returns, right, and not being that made public, which there's no rule that says that has to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing. It's just something that people want. But, you know, but the same people saying that won't talk about how the Clintons got so wealthy. Oh, because they're in bed with the oil companies in Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of stuff you can talk about around (laughs) that. But, But you get my point, though, right, is that it's... You could sit there and talk all the shit you want, but when the person that you're supporting is just as corrupt, uh, what, what do you, where are you coming from at that? Like, are you that biased into a party where like you, you just refuse facts, you know? Oh, um, and for the record, I fucking hate Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and I said a long, I said a long time <laughs> before the election, she should be in prison. Yeah, it's all over uh, my Facebook feed. If you want to scroll back in the it's history, crazy almost, but I don't even I know talk, where you just start with someone like that. I talk shit. I talked more shit on Hillary Clinton during the election <laughs> than I did Donald Trump. That's crazy though. Cause, cause I wanted Bernie Donald to get Trump elected. Is. Cause I wanted Bernie to get elected. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, did. so I didn't fucking want Hillary at all. And then when it came to pre- vote for president, I almost just didn't vote. Cause I was like, why does it even matter? Like, yeah. At this point, like definitely Trump or Hillary, like that was what we were down to. Like, fuck. I didn't like all three of them. Oh, I didn't. I didn't like Gary Johnson. I, I liked, didn't like all four. I liked Kasich. Really? Yeah. Who'd you like? <sighs> That's like a trick question, man. I mean, I mean, the way you look at like the Republicans, they had like twelve candidates at one point that were they up did. on stages. It was ridiculous how you're supposed to even support one of them. You Some know what of I mean? Them were like, absurd though. Like it was kind of a clown. Well, show. Well, look, it was a clown show from Trump to Jeb Bush to you know what I mean. Like no one was good. To you have to admit though, Jeb Bush would have been fun. No, Jeb Bush was like I couldn't take him seriously. He would have been such a fun guy because he, he, he like, was like the awkward <laughs> PE teacher that like. <laughs> That, like, didn't like going in the locker room because he was so awkward he couldn't be in there. He couldn't change in front of everyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, 
He was the guy who changed in the stall. Yeah, like, he went <laughs> in, to the bathroom for that. In like, gym class, like, he couldn't <laughs> put his shorts on in front of everyone. He had to fucking go to the stall. I just think, like, he's, That's like, he's like the redheaded stepchild of, like, the Bush family. Like, and he gave it his wild attempt, and it was, like, miserably failed. Like, right. <laughs> and, like, the world is tired of Bushes. He's the one that doesn't Even get Even if you're a Bush supporter, you are tired of seeing Bushes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, we don't need another Bush president. I'm sorry, but um, we had two, and it's enough. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's pretty We had one there. Clinton, and we need to move on on that one, I too. think we did, though. What? I think we moved on from the Clintons. Have we, though? Because they have some children. Oh, my God. Oh, my older. God. You're right. Uh, same what's with what's the, the daughter's name? Same she's, with the Kennedys, she's involved. man. She's there's, pretty involved. There's a lot of talk about like the Kennedy uh, boy running for president. I don't know. I don't know what that would be like, though. I don't know. That's a, whole a lot big about time him. span of since uh, JFK wasn't around. There's a lot of people who like to talk about uh, who's going to run for president already because people are so sick of Trump. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> There's it's already just, people who are like, okay, oh, is well, Oprah gonna at run? the same time is like <laughs> where all these uh, Democratic supporters are talking about how he's going to incite World War Three, which was never going to happen. These people are just blowing up shit. On I'm the just internet. saying, you know what? The and only then reason he's going oh, to meet with Kim Jong Un. Uh, you know what? By by the end of the next two months, and he's saying he fully wants to take away his nuclear capabilities. I don't know how much of that is true. We're going to find out soon. But uh, nobody's complimenting Trump on making this happen. And it's not done yet. I get it. But I'm going to say it's a step in the right direction from what it sounds like. I'm going to just go ahead and say I'll compliment on it. I'll compliment him on it. Drinking and smoking weed during this podcast is not <laughs> helping my motor skills. Um, but uh, <coughs> I will admit props to Trump. On meeting with Kim Jong Un, it's a step in the right direction. It is something that no president has done. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Dennis Rodman did it. Oh, fucking Dennis Rodman. <laughs> that's like I don't want to talk about, dude. That that's guy. like it though. I mean, I'm I'm like I'm being serious. Like this is one thing I can honestly say. I think Trump is doing the right thing. Yeah, I think he made a good choice. I don't know what he's gonna say over there. Oh, God, I don't know. I think he's making a good decision by going and having some kind of conversation with Kim Jong-un. Face is always a good thing with someone like that. Because sending tweets back and forth (laughs) over and over again. Can you, like, really think about that? Is a problem. We're having tweet battles between uh, leaders of countries. What is the world coming to? Dude, we're having tweet (laughs) battles with, with guys who have nukes. That's the two, big two guys with the power of nukes that's at their the fingertips are like having tweet battles. I don't understand what what's happening and I'm just gonna go on a nerd <laughs> tangent here for a second. I just if you got if you're the guy who created Twitter, are you not just balling out of control? How cool do you feel? Like when are that's you not happening? are you not just sitting <laughs> in your fucking Twitter office or like your Twitter mansion or whatever you have, balling out of control with all these like Fucking people partying all the time. And you're like, hey, dude, look, Kim Jong-un and Trump are fighting again <laughs> on my shit that I created. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then all his friends are like, no way, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> I was trying to think if like you had created something like. And then know, it's uh, like World War Three is that guy's fault. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a little exaggerated. <laughs> I think like everyone's like he's gonna incite World War Three. I'm like, no, no, he's not. Like, no, he's not. He's he's definitely not. No, like, he's not. Unless he took military action, World War Three is not gonna kick off. Everybody, everybody needs to chill out. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna start over Twitter battle. Uh, everyone freaks out about all these like. It's just the typical Trump hate. I think a lot of it's misguided. Oh, I agree. If you find something with Trump that's wrong, hey, hate him I for agree it entirely. But uh, don't don't listen to everything the media says and take it as a this is what's actually happening. It, how many times have the media got caught during since the election started lying about Trump? More times than he's been actually accused of something and it was true. Uh, that's fair, but proven. He, he lies a lot, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. It's uh, <laughs> politics and it's Trump. He lies it's a like lot, a double though. whammy of, of lying. I will say, uh, yes, that is true. They lie about him a lot. But we don't. Do you know Trump personally? Have yeah. you ever met him? Ever had a conversation with him? I, I haven't. It's I, the yeah, same we, with most no, candidates. No, we hang out, actually, though. <laughs> Whenever, anytime he comes to Arizona. Hey, he's probably cool to kick it with. He hangs out <laughs> in my guest room. <laughs> But you get my point is that we don't know these candidates. Oh, I'm with you. Past what the media feeds us. I'm with you there. And uh, they can say anything and everything. And Trusting people the will media take is it, difficult. You know what I mean? And they'll run with it. So uh, I just advise people to really look into things before you start accusing. If you're some hardcore Democrat or Republican, uh, you need to start being a little more looking into things other than like some conservative news network that just posts propaganda I agree. or, uh, you know, what, what Facebook tells you, you know what I, I was mean? Saying <laughs> that. I, I was saying that on another podcast that people need to really learn how to navigate the internet more and stop believing things. Well, look at the I, generations that are now using the internet. I do want to get back to nukes really quick though. Uh, uh, people need to understand that like the the media really likes to talk about nukes and and like it's gonna happen and like someone's gonna nuke us and like uh, Putin's gonna nuke us, North <laughs> Korea's gonna nuke us. Like it's not that simple. Like like people think that like nuking is like is just like another step in like, like an all escalating of a sudden, the war. whole world's gonna disintegrate in like, a matter of minutes. Well, and they think and... it's gonna escalate a war <laughs> to the point that like we only go to nukes like. Like we're not gonna just start there. Like, you, and and the and my biggest issue is that people don't think that like Trump doesn't know that. Like Trump knows that nukes aren't a yeah. toy. It's not to like play he's walking with. around. The, you know the like, uh, the Pentagon. Like yeah, yeah. Let's fuck everybody up yeah. and we'll drop some nukes if they and, even run their mouths. And son. Kim Jong, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that exactly. shit don't happen. Like and Kim Jong Un is he has joking the best about it either. Military like, advisors that I've seen since I've been alive. General Mattis <laughs> is the best choice they could have made. Uh, you could talk shit on Trump all day, but you can't talk a shit on his pick of Secretary of Defense. So, and that's just the truth. And if you do, you don't know anything about the military. Mattis was a good choice. He's the only he's choice. He's the only choice. <laughs> he was the only choice. He is what? You know, he's considered a god in the Marine Corps. He's so much, he's so infamous that other branches, everyone knows his name before he was a Secretary of Defense. That's how well known this guy is. Uh, he's like the saint of the Marine Corps. He did some. Um, he's a second chesty puller, if any of my Marines are out there listening. Uh, He's a new age chesty puller. I don't. I do know about chesty puller. 
Good old Jesse. You were the second Marine to be on my podcast and on this weekend. <laughs> and John has definitely told me all about Chesty. John loves Chesty. The most decorated Marine in history. Yeah, we wrote him into a screenplay. Oh, yeah, I think you'd tell me that before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day one day maybe it'll be on uh, on the big screen and we can watch it. But <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, General Mattis does... Um, uh, he is giving Trump a lot of good advice, and you can honestly say that Trump meeting with Kim Jong-un absolutely was in part because of General Mattis. Like, there's no fucking way <laughs> Trump would meet with Kim Jong-un no, not if General Mattis advisor. wasn't his Secretary of Defense. Like... General Mattis is a he's one of the most reasonable reasonable people in Trump's cabinet at the moment. And I I mean if you don't understand like just google General Mattis and read any news article that there are about him or speeches, listen to him. Like yep. He is so he's articulate. Extremely intelligent. He's very intelligent. He's a he's very calm and reserved and he he's he sits there and uh, when he was getting questioned by uh, like the special counsel or whatever uh, last year, he just sits there and like he very like he, like he chooses his words so well. Yeah, like he is a very well versed individual. He's well spoken, but he it, for for someone who with his background and on the officer side of the Marine Corps, he's very enlisted in the way he talks. If, if that can might make sense to most people who've ever served. Um, Try to explain that to anyone who hasn't, but uh, I'll give you a good uh, example of that. One was, uh, what was that quote? If you don't fill positions here, uh, fuck, what was it? Hey, shit, you can Google freaking General Mattis quotes. (laughs) No, it was it was recent. uh, It was recent. It was uh, it was talking about if Trump doesn't fill his cabinet. Um, Mattis says they have to buy more bullets. And that's that's kind of what you're talking about. Um, he, he talks very frankly. Exactly. He's more of an enlisted thing. He He's not very political in the sense of how he uh, talks. Here it is. If you don't fund the State Department properly, then I need to buy more ammunition. Yeah. And and what he means by that, and for like people who don't know, when you listen to someone like that speak, they mean if the State Department... Trump's cabinet, the White House, Washington, D.C., the government isn't funded properly, then we're going to have more wars. The fallout from it is way more costly. We're going to have more boots on the ground in different places, Mm -hmm. and he needs to buy more ammo because that's the direction we'll head if our government falls apart. And someone like him will never say something like that lightly. That's not a... a General Mattis is... Uh, one of the most versed in 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 combat himself. I'm talking about a general that'll go out and kick a door down with guys who are you know enlisted uh, in the middle of combat. Yeah, to give context to why he said that, it was in 2017 when he was talking to uh, the special counsel uh, about uh, the advisory council about how they cut the State Department's funding to give him more funding for the military. He's in charge of the military, and he literally disagreed with their decision to give him more money 
because they were defunding the State Department. Right. And so as the leader of the military, he's so wise that he can make that call and be like, no, you're making the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Like, we're funded enough. Like, you need (laughs) to fund us here (laughs) in the State Department. And it's uh, that is why Trump and the Kim Jong-un meeting, in my opinion, is going to go well. Because General Mattis is involved in every step of the way. Like, he'll probably go. I would assume he would go, but you never really know. You never know. It's North Korea. Yeah. I don't know how they play off how many high-level people are actually going to visit or... Yeah. Uh, he will be setting up most likely, I'm sure, the plan of how it'll work. For sure. And be involved in that. But I don't know if they'll put that many people that are that important in one spot. Yeah. Obviously, for obvious reasons. But... You never know. Yeah. Uh, but it's just crazy that, like, you know, he is a good advisor to Trump. Yeah. To me, he's the best person he's picked so far. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about all the rest of the cabinet that's been chosen. Uh, you can talk well, about I, that I for a long to, time, too. I have a lot know. to say about the choice of education. <laughs> so. As a lot of people do. Betsy DeVos. <laughs> Betsy DeVos is the, the 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 nightmare education. The nightmare education is a uh, fuck, dude. I don't want to get started <laughs> on education. Oh, all right. It's like I feel like go down I, that road. <laughs> I feel like I've been repetitive on a couple of podcasts, and I don't want to spend. Uh, what have you hit so far? So far, main points. Uh, well, I talked to Dan for sure, and also Tom about uh, gun control. Uh, the gun in the schools and the shooting, but I mean, uh, in different ways. I mean, everyone has a different take on it. It's a, um, such a controversial. It's just topic. very hot in the media right now. I just yeah. don't want people to get sick of my podcast from us talking about it. But yeah. you are a marine, and you're currently a a correctional officer. Mm-hmm. So you are someone who puts on a badge every day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about like the topic of having like armed teachers. Uh, I don't know if I formulated a, a dead set opinion on that. I think because yeah. the hard part for me is like my opinion is so different from someone without my background, I feel like, and that could be good and bad. You know what I mean? Because, you know, everything I think of when I carry, you know, I carry a gun every day when I'm not at work. That's just how I am. My yes. background has trained me in how to think and operate with a weapon uh, in self-defense that other people don't have. Absolutely. So my opinions are different. So I think, okay, is it smart to arm teachers like Trump was saying, right? That's that's easier said than done because in my head I'm thinking, well, what if I was a teacher? I'm very qualified to have a firearm in, in that kind of situation. You for sure. Right? So like I would want as a teacher to be able to have that right to be able to protect the students that I take care of. You know what I mean? Because that would be important to me. Absolutely. But if you enforce that, how many teachers who are not qualified might start carrying a gun every day? Uh, What are you going to put in place to train them? Is it going to be enough? You know what I mean? Like, There's so many points that you can talk about where it's like, I don't think there is a right answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not doing anything and just letting our kids keep getting slaughtered in schools... 
is not the right answer either. And that's what's hard about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, and that's one thing. Um, I I will always say when I don't have enough information uh, to have a solid opinion. I do have solid opinions on that in the fact that I work at schools every day. Um, I'm not a teacher and I don't work in the public school system, but if they, if they put that law into effect, that means I could carry a gun to work because mm-hmm. I can, I work in the state system. Right. 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 Ideally, uh, like hypothetically. Right. You know, however it played out. But. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean me specifically. I mean, you know, me, anyone in my position, technically that gives us the ability to carry guns to, to work. Mm hmm. And uh, it's such a it's such a weird topic that you can't you can't tread lightly on it. Like you have to have a firm stance. I don't want them to make the decision that staff and teachers can carry guns. It's rough. I don't want them, I don't want them rough. to do it ever. It really I, is. I don't want them to put that stress on teachers. I don't want them to put that stress on the students knowing their teacher has a okay. gun on their hip all day. Well, let's say I'm a teacher. But do you think I should be able to? I will say it should be fair that every school is uh, funded a police officer, uh, an armed campus officer. The thing is, most most uh, campuses have their own police. They do, and That's then why it, I say if that. you're lower level than college, you, you have. Literally, like back in Lake Havasu, what did exactly. we have? We had a specific Havasu PD officer that was for our school. For sure. So, like, it, and that's what's hard to be like, well, we've had it and it hasn't helped. And I get that frustration, but you know, you know, maybe you need to make it bigger. And in there, people are like talking about how in this latest shooting in Florida, how several sheriff deputies did not enter the building when shots were being fired. Absolutely. Now, my response to people who talk about that, uh, you don't know until you're being shot at or placed in a situation where you're going to get shot at what your response is going to be. Not everyone is John Rambo. For sure. So saying that, uh, you know, that's you don't judge those deputies on not going in just purely on, oh, they're a piece of shit. They didn't want to do their job. Now, the sheriff of that department came out and said, I cannot make them, I give them the training, I give them the tools, I have a hiring process, I give them all this, and if I can't tell them, you know, to go in and, and into that situation. And I get his point, but to me, if you're in law enforcement, like I said, you can't judge anyone until it happens. Exactly. But... All, you know, three or four, however many officers. I think there's like somewhere between two and four officers that could have made a decision to go in sooner. Uh, should have all handed their badges in that day. Yeah. I, I think if, if you've met that point where you've had that situation and, and you didn't do what I expect out of law enforcement uh, and policing to go defend the people that you're supposed to defend, uh, fine. It's not for you, but turn in your badge and walk away. Yeah. Find a different career. Because it can't happen again. Right. You can't let people like that stay on the force. Desk job, maybe? You could. There's, there's ways you can stay in an apartment and not be out on the streets. Um, right. But you get my point is that don't judge them for the decision they made, but hold them accountable in, in the sense that they shouldn't be doing that anymore. I can agree with that. Um, Absolutely. 
I know what being shot at is like. Yeah. And it's not pleasant. Uh, and, and I've seen people not take it as well as others. You know what I mean? And, and it is what it is. Yeah. Not everyone is made the same. And, and once you figure that out, maybe you shouldn't be in that line of work anymore. Right. And we move on. You know what I right. mean? Right. And that's what that comes down to. I, I will absolutely agree with you. And that's, um, that's actually something I talked to Dan about. And I asked him specifically, um, you know, uh, that officer didn't respond how people wanted him to. And does that ever happen to people in the army? And did that ever happen to anyone does. he knows? And he's like, yeah, of course that's a, that's a big problem. Of course it happens. Like you and give then they go do something else they as don't much training around. as they can have, but you never know how they're going to act until it happens. And I think that's fair, but I entirely agree with you that it can't happen again. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got your one shot. It is a one and well, done. It's, it's fighter situation, fight. exactly. You know, it, it's just like if anyone's ever been in a fight before, or if you got tagged by someone who punched you, right? And you weren't really maybe ready for it. Right. All of a sudden, bam! You got hit in the face. Right. And then well, there's two things, two things that happen in your brain, and it happens immediately. You're either in the fight or you're backing up. Yep. There's no other option. And that's that fight or flight. Not everyone is a fighter. And that's not even saying anyone who immediately backs up isn't going to jump back into the fight. Everyone's brain works a little differently. But in general, those are the two things that you see from people. Absolutely. Immediately right then. And that happens when you get tagged and you're not ready for it. It's that immediate reaction. Everybody's different. So not everyone's cut out for that kind of work. There's officers who do 30 years and have never fired their weapon before. I will say. And they were amazing police officers. I will say in that situation, then yes, someone like you arguably should be allowed to carry a gun on a school campus. But how do you write that in law exactly. and make it valid and even across the board and, and make it who so that sets the people who shouldn't be aren't? It's almost impossible. And that's what's so hard about this topic. Who sets the standards? Who enforces it? Who oversees it? How do you regulate there's it? There's always going to be hiccups. Do you have a, a yearly check? A six do month you have a check, six month a check, three, three months month check? Yeah, it, 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 there's so many things you can talk about. Every 30 days. And I don't think there's a right with, answer. You meet with a psychologist every 30 days. That's just part of your work. And that's crazy to make someone like, do that. Just so like, ideally it sounds amazing. If you're talking about like, oh, we're going to make sure that you're qualified every three months and see a psych every three months of the year on top of what you already do for work. Right. It's like, well, what's too much? But I do say a psychologist because that is something they do regularly in the military, correct? Um, I don't know about that specifically. It, you, that's very so like you have like when people specifically uh, when you go on deployments, right? It's like I went on three to That's the what I mean. Did you ever have to see you a psychologist? Leave, you see a, a medical person, a doctor, I don't know specifically about a psychologist. Uh, and, and you get evaluated on your mental health status. That's why I say psychologist, because uh, for people who don't know, psychology and psychology, like psychiatrists and psychologists, are entirely different. Uh, psychiatrists are actually MD doctors, and they can prescribe you medicine. Mm-hmm. Psychologists are, have just psychology degrees. What's the and thing? They is, are like clinical psychologists. They evaluate your mental health. I don't. I don't think they were psychologists specifically. Okay. But because I think if you were deemed 
you're not doing hot, you would then go see a psychologist. Oh, you get okay. referred to someone else. So you have else. you do have a mental health check. Yeah, and then so you do like what's called a pre-deployment health assessment. Okay. Right, and then when you come back, the, one of the first things you do is you do a post-deployment health assessment. Now you have like three of those, I think, within ninety days. Yes. Of being back from a deployment or two or three and then like another one later on, like six months later, I think it's somewhere right around there. Or it's like it's like a bunch of them afterwards spread out over a certain time period. And uh, that's what it's designed for. Uh, it's it's kind of faulty, though. You can kind of say whatever you want during those. Yeah. And, and that's that. You know what I mean? Like you could be totally fucked up in the head. And be like, yeah, it's, it's everything's roses and rainbows, you know, and, and that's what they take for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much good it actually does, but. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, it's the same with anything psychology, though, is unless someone wants to talk about it, then what are you supposed to do? How do you get it out of them? Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? It's that the is same fair. Anyway. I mean, you could argue that, you know, and so, like, maybe seeing a psychologist isn't beneficial. Talk about guns and mental health, I think, is the hardest part about guns and gun, gun like laws revolving around guns because mental health is nearly impossible to judge person by person. Yes. Actually, it is impossible to fully judge anyone mentally. Uh, there's the obvious people who shouldn't carry a gun, and then everyone else, there's no obvious anything uh, at all. Uh, Have you ever uh, watched that uh, that Netflix show Mindhunters? I don't think so. Just check that out. I'm going I'm to pull it up really quick. Um, so mind hunters, uh, anyone who doesn't know, um, is a show on Netflix that just recently came out. No fucking internet connection. You unplug that little USB on top of my computer and plug it back in. Yeah. That fucking stick, that cord that's sticking out of it. Did, no, pull out the whole stick and just plug it back into the top. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Um... So, uh, need another beer? Yes, please, sir. So, Mind Hunters is a show about when the FBI established a criminal psychology division. Um, and it's pretty fascinating. Uh, thank you, sir. In the late 1970s, two FBI agents expand criminal science by delving into the psychology of murder and getting uneasily close to all two real murders. Uh, So this is actually like based on a true story, like what actually happened. So the FBI didn't always have like a criminal psychology division and they established it in the 70s. And this is during the time frame when they figured out the term serial killer. Um, it was basically before that they had two psych profiles. Like you're either crazy or you're not like, yeah. it's like either you're, you're a person who's going to do bad things and you have signs leading up to that. Like you hurt animals or like, it's crazy how that specifically is such a huge hurting animals. It's like the, one of the number one indicators for someone who is well, it's not because you don't have a stable, you don't have like a, uh, you know, empathy. It doesn't affect you. Yeah, you don't have you empathy have no for another life. Empathy, form. sympathy, nothing that right. can make you feel for something happening. You have no feelings, real, real emotion. It yeah. seems like if right. Like, well, you have emotions, but you don't have empathy. Well, your emotions because your emotions from, are more like anger and um, destruction. Like you, you, uh, yeah, you hate things. 
mm-hmm. all the time. Well, then certain things just don't do anything for you. Yeah. It doesn't bother you. You don't feel nothing. You're numb to like the um, things that matter. <laughs> but up until the 70s, they thought everyone was just like that who was going to be a serial killer. They didn't think that normal people like you and me could show no signs of anything and then snap and have some kind of weird mental shift or we could actually be hyper intelligent individuals who are psychotic and are hyper functioning and are hiding it. And like you do hurt animals, but you've hidden it so well forever that no one fucking has a clue. And you have a nine to five job and like you come off as a complete normal person. Exactly. They had no idea that like all these different psych profiles could exist of people. And uh, this show's fascinating. Like they hire, or they uh, they start interviewing like actual serial killers and stuff to like build site profiles. And yeah. like, it's basically just because this one FBI, FBI agent like had a hunch. He's like, "Fuck it!" Like I just want to look into <laughs> it. And then like he started this whole like psychological. That's how it always division. starts though. Is this one person wants to look further into something or has an opinion? Yeah. And then. Oh, look, we found out so much more information. Sometimes it's easy, and sometimes it's fucking the most biggest pain in the ass. Well, if you had a bottle opener, it wouldn't be so pro- problematic for you. It's downstairs. I know. <laughs> we didn't plan well. Um. <laughs> but, like, the huge thing is I always hit on the, the uh, stability of someone mentally with, like, everyone's like, well, these people shouldn't have ever owned guns. How do you judge that? Right. So you know how many veterans I know strong PTSD symptoms. Yeah. Which can range from a lot of different things. And I want to say out loud that PTSD, everyone listening, does not mean you're crazy, out of the normal, or even that day to day you will ever come off as different than anybody else. A lot of it's just internal problems that you right. go through that nobody else will ever know. Right. Right. That are the most proficient and smart people with weapons that I've ever met who have these issues. Absolutely. And have no problems owning a gun and being the most responsible people you'll ever know. Right. So how, and you know, and no one talks about making something harder for someone who has what they consider mental issues. You know, the PTSD talk comes about. And that's why for me personally, I'm like, how do you really make decisions based off of something you know what i mean like how do you dive into that that is such a vast and expansive the someone's brain and how it operates like yeah try to decide if someone can should carry a gun or not yeah well that's it's a right of everyone here who's not a felon to be able to own a gun it's a right and it's you know what i mean like so how do you what makes you get that determination (laughs) besides being a felon to tell someone that they can't well, I don't know. It's hard. I don't. I don't think there's a hundred percent answer for anything. Honestly. I don't know. Um, to be honest, I don't. I don't know if. <laughs> I don't know if 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 it's enough. Uh, to just have a blanket something exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough to just make a decision that says this is the way it's going to be. I do think. So that's like that's the part of me that really likes small government, right? And I I appreciate the fact that states can make their own laws. And I will 
I think stick to my guns. That state should continue to handle this issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think we don't want to turn into California. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think the government needs to change um, the current gun laws um, drastically. I think uh, banning things as stupid as bump stocks is fine. But you have to understand... Yeah, bump stock is so stupid and useless. Yeah, you yeah, have to understand how stupid bump stocks are, though, <laughs> on on a, on a global scale. I said fucking... It's a killing machine, I bro. said yesterday that I've used a bump stock before, and it was garbage, and it was really hard to fucking operate. Yeah. And it wasn't fun to use, and I never wanted to use one again. I literally said to my friend who had one, I don't know who it was, I said... It would be great if you could just take the bump stock off so we could just shoot the fucking rifle. Like, you know what I mean? And it doesn't make sense to me that we're focused on shit like that when automatic rifles already banned. Um, Well, that goes so much into the people don't know what they're talking about. So like, like if you ever ask someone who throws around the assault weapon terminology a lot, like what an assault weapon is, nine out of 10 of them can't even answer it. And by the federal government's definition is an automatic weapon. The assault weapon is, it doesn't even make sense. It's one of those media terms. It's like one of those, uh, it's a term to me like, uh, I've had this conversation with one of my buddies, uh, not on the podcast, but. It's a word like sustainability. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people use the word sustainability to mean all sorts of different shit. <laughs> it's like eco-friendly is sustainability or yeah, like yeah. Uh, That's whatever. That's a huge one. <laughs> um, but it's like sustainability is like, you know, saving energy. And mm-hmm. like uh, people are always like, oh, yeah, we're having a sustainability seminar or whatever. <laughs> And uh, they use it for all this different shit. It's like mental health, sustainability, and like eco-friendly, yeah. sustainability, like workplace friendliness, sustainability, like bullshit. <laughs> and it's uh, it's one of those things that like assault rifle is thrown around as kind of one of those catch twenty all catch twenty two terms. And it's like it's just people are so attached to it that they can't let it go. Well, they can't define it either. That's what's crazy about well, it. Well, people can't define it because they're fucking retarded and they don't <laughs> understand what guns are. They're not, I, And that's what I was trying to say about the psychology shit. I don't know if we need to make blanket statement laws that just fix shit or if we need to actually find people who are psychi- psychiatrists, psychologists, who are 20 years experienced in the Marine Corps or whatever, who have actually good opinions about it or have written papers about it or whatever. Yeah. And see what they have to say about it. Cause I think listening to legislators in different countries or different countries, different States that yeah. have no idea what they're talking about is just, it's, it's insane. Like we just keep going in circles about all this bullshit and all these people who have never even touched a gun or like, I don't think people should have them. They're dangerous. Well, uh, the crazy thing for me is that's how, the wrong uh, accent. Statistics the South isn't like that. Yeah. Well, they yeah. Like guns, but like the statistics <laughs> on like anything around surviving around guns is like manipulated. So like everyone wants to talk about this 1994 assault weapons ban during the Clinton period. Right. So 
Oh, I'm sick of hearing about that. Right. So the funny thing is, right, and a lot of people haven't realized this yet. Uh, if you look back at why that was repealed, it was because statistic- statistically it had no effect on anything. Nothing. It changed nothing during that time period. Now, everyone right now is talking about how it limited not gun crime overall, but the yeah. amount of uh, mass shootings is what they call it, right? Now, yes. if you look at where they're pulling those numbers from, nowadays, do you know the definition for a mass shooting? What are statistics playing to for that? Uh, I could Google it. It's, it's four people murdered or more. I, I find as that a mass accurate, shooting. Guys. Now, what they did for that statistic during the 1994 assault weapons ban is they made it six or more. I confirm that, yes. At least four people must be killed right. for it to be a mass shooting. So during that statistic that they're pulling from is actually just been altered to be six or more people. So it looks like it was more effective during that time period. That makes really a lot of it. sense. So all these people claiming it helped mass shootings, uh, it, it really didn't change anything. PolitiFact reports that there are 273 mass shootings in 2017. Yeah. I get, it's hard to trust any of these statistics uh, unless it comes from like the FBI or something, CDC or anything more important than whoever's pulling these things. <laughs> uh, I, like you, you know, they're saying that, but where are they getting their information from? Oh no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like that right there. What I just told you is why all these people are talking about how it was effective back in the day. And it wasn't, it literally didn't change anything. That's why they repealed it. Um, and you know, I've like literally haven't been on Facebook for like two weeks now. I've like logged in just to get notifications. I've been taking you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's bad. I, it's been to the point where like, you know, when I turned 18 or I got older, obviously like your age group becomes more politicized. Like, absolutely. And, but it's gotten so bad that like, you remember back in the day when like Facebook was new? And, like, everybody just talked about the cool stuff they were doing and, like, chatted with each other. It was, like, real simple. I stayed connected, but, like, it wasn't, like, all about all this crap that goes on now. It might be an age thing um, for sure. But I do remember days when I was on Facebook when I would have, like, seven chat windows open. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or MySpace back when that was the thing. That's all you did on that. Yahoo Messenger. But like, oh, Yahoo Messenger is a big one. <laughs> That's but all everyone just, did. Just Facebook. I mean, within this time frame, I mean, I remember being on here and talking to so many people and, and literally using it the, the way it's meant to be used. I, I, I genuinely don't know the last time someone messaged me on Facebook other than one of my like really close friends like you. And like, uh, was trying to just reach out to me, reach out to me and have a conversation. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen anymore. Um, but I don't know if that's our age group or Facebook itself, or just the fact that people try to stay away from it because it is all just political bullshit. Yeah. These days. Well, you know, it's hard for me because especially when the gun law stuff starts coming around and, you know, another shooting happens and everyone starts getting up in arms again. Um, it's hard for me to go log into Facebook and just scroll because yeah. all I see is really a lot of myths and a lot of angry people. And I get it. 
people have a right to be angry when things like that happen. No, Absolutely. no doubt. Especially if you're involved, your kids or you're someone you knew. I get it. That's a terrible thing. You know what I mean? And, and we should be st- always be trying to prevent things like that from happening. But the reality is uh, all these people, 90, 90% of them are posting shit that they have no idea what they're talking about. And there's a lot of myths and fallacies involved. And it's all misguided. It's very misguided. And it's hard for me to just read through comments or posts and, like, take things seriously. And then you can't debate on Facebook. It goes nowhere. Because there's no I, context in the conversation. Like, we, we, we're talking on here face-to-face. You I'm know trying what I mean? really like, hard to stop bitching at people on Facebook. Yeah, I stopped, dude. I, like, literally have stopped. Because, it, like, you, us talking face-to-face, we can have a, a real conversation with context. And that's why I want to have you a podcast. You can't have that on Facebook. I agree with you. The message doesn't give you any context, and it all comes off as extremism on left I right. agree with you. That's actually in uh, my description of my podcast. It literally says too much time is spent with uh, having micro-conversations in comment sections online. Yeah. And you, and you know what set me off about Facebook, finally? Was this election year? Yeah, it never ended. I thought when like Trump got elected, that like okay, it's gonna die down for a while, and I wanted to hear as much political shit. Yeah, it never ended. You know what my biggest issue with that is, and I don't understand. And I I thought it was gonna end because in the past it has, but it didn't, and I don't understand why. But my biggest issue is I can't even go to like okay, okay, going one of these posts is bad. I can't even go to a regular post of something I like. Like uh, <laughs> someone doesn't say something political. Exactly. <laughs> I can't go to bad. um um a a trailer of Black Panther, for instance. Oh, of course, that's and have watch so much it. Stuff. <laughs> but why does it have to be? Fuck you, Trump haters, dude. Fuck all of you. Blah blah blah. Make America great again. Or even why does it have to be the other side? I can't believe fucking Trump. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, why are you doing that on the comment section of the movie? Like, that didn't used to happen. No. It used to just be people talking about the yeah. movie. Can't wait for this film to come out. Or, you yes. know what I mean? It was like, you know, yeah. uh, I don't like the cast. Or, you know, it was like over shit that actually fucking matters. <laughs> but now it's like, <laughs> yeah, everyone just explodes <laughs> over political shit on now you can like find a post on like a panda at a zoo being born and everything in the comments is political. And then there's like, like you, it's unbelievable yeah. almost. There's like this old man that's like, I don't like this panda because uh Trump doesn't like pandas. Because it's got black spots and I'm still racist because I'm and, from the sixties. Uh, Trump you know? went to China and uh <laughs> I didn't agree with that. <laughs> and it's like what? I don't understand. Like why why are we I don't get it, man. Can we just stop? <laughs> and it's like the top comment stop? somehow. Like like a thousand people Dude, liked it. Dude, it's always the top comment. <laughs> Why? It makes no sense. It's almost like the algorithms prefer it. You know what's funny is, you know, like when I got out of the Marine Corps, I moved to Vegas. I was like a security supervisor at a casino for like a year. I know. I got shit-faced in that casino. I know. You showed up that one day. and But like, <laughs> listen, like you see people all day working downtown Vegas, yeah. right? So, like, you literally see people partying, people doing drugs, people visiting for vacations, right. people, you see everything from everywhere, every country. Right. Like, so you see everything working in places like that where high tourism, tourism's huge, you know what I mean? And uh, 
working there in the public is the first time I was like, wow, the vast majority of people are not that intelligent. It's the truth. That's kind of like a rude thing to say, but like these people don't, I feel like they're like living their lives in in a revolving door. Yeah. And they're just comfortable with it being that way. Yeah. They don't branch out and try to like advance anything in their lives. Right. And it's sad to me. Right. And, and, and like has society really created that technology? I mean, what are you going to blame it on? You know what I mean? Like how do you make it so people are trying to progress in their lives again? How many people in this country are so completely okay with where they're at in life where they don't want to work towards anything? I'm further? really, <laughs> it's weird. Like <laughs> it's weird how the weird, like the same things come out. Uh, you have, you didn't listen to my podcast with Tom. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. We like talked about this yesterday. Um, it, it, no, like I agree what you just said. 100%. I agree with, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of, uh, of, uh, like talking about it, honestly, uh, because I do agree that the vast majority of the population are not that intelligent. And how how hard is that to just say openly? It's difficult. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, and you like to think you surround yourself with people that you relate with, obviously. And so when you like, it, it took me working in that job to like make me think that way. Yeah. And uh, so what I, what I mean by that, uh, for anyone who doesn't get it is most people are dumb as fuck. Book smart has nothing to do with it. It has a lot to do with like everything. Like, like no, I just, it's mean, not like, like one sided. Like, I don't know. I, I legitimately mean, uh, in, intelligent, like intellect, like, uh, IQ level. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, so what I was, what I started to say to Tom yesterday and, uh, it, it's not like, uh, it's a point that like I figured out and I actually said it to a group of my friends when I was like 18. Um, because they were arguing about who was uh, smarter or something like that. And then someone threw out, like, intelligent. <laughs> and, uh, like, the words intelligent, knowledge, and intellect are all entirely... Uh, sorry. I'm fucking getting it wrong. Intelligence, intellect, knowledge, and education. Yeah, and education. Are all entirely different. Um, uh, I've been drinking a little bit. And I smoked a lot. Sorry. Um, but what I mean by that is intellect to me is it's not something that you can, you can gain, uh, as far as I, I know it's literally just your brain and how you're born. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's legitimately like, I don't know if you've heard about her. There's like this scientist girl who built her own airplane when she was 14 or her own engine or something yeah. like that. And now she's like 24 and they're calling her the new Einstein and shit. Well, yeah. That's the thing is you can't all be Einstein. You can't all be Stephen Hawking. But what I'm saying is that girl was born with an IQ of like 180 or 190 or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's like a stupid amount. And she's a genius. And she was born a genius. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing she can do about it. And there's nothing anyone can do to get on her level. Right. 
You can't. No. I can't. You can't. You're born no with one it. can. You're born with it. She was born that Some people way. are gifted. Some others are You and I were both born. I'm six feet tall. You're 6'4". We were both born above average intelligence. And that is the way we were born. And that's what I mean yeah. by intelligence. Knowledge, to me, is something you acquire based on experiences or education. Mm-hmm. And knowledge is something that you obtain and retain. Yeah. And knowledge is something You can lose that, it. You can right. lose it. Like, it's I wouldn't call there. myself uh, super knowledgeable on any topics at all. Other than maybe, like, weed, uh, living in Havasu, <laughs> going to college, yeah. working in the education system, and... Uh, some movie shit, you know, screenwriting, (laughs) but that's, that's like, that's me, you know, that's like what I'm knowledgeable in. Like, and what I mean by knowledgeable, like I can recite shit to you that like, isn't just common knowledge. Like I've obtained so much knowledge about that. And then education is just a formal education that you were taught something Mm -hmm. and you sat down for a certain length of time and learned it Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do whether you or not you obtained the knowledge or if you have high intellect tons of people with low intellect can obtain just as much knowledge as anyone else can do you know what i'm saying yeah and it's just like uh that's what people don't really understand about like intellect and iqs and um, all these people who walk around that are just like how many elon musk how many people do you know who are intellectually gifted since they were born who are a complete disaster as an adult i've seen it so many times they're some of the like the the naturally smartest people i know and they're not doing well for themselves okay it's such like a hard like a like it almost works against them you know what i'm saying like and how do you? I don't even know how to explain that, but I uh, I was in honors classes for most of my formal education, <laughs> and uh, a lot of the kids I went to honors classes with mm-hmm. are not doing well. No, they don't even have full time jobs. Yeah, a lot of them. Like I legitimately, and I would never shit on any of my friends on this podcast. Yeah, but a lot of people could be doing a lot fucking better if they worked harder and i don't mean my friends specifically at all but i mean people i went to havasu with or havasu with high school with yeah. that i would genuinely still call my friend if i saw them today that i think they are hyper intelligent highly intelligent and they don't have like strong work ethic and shit. Yeah. Like, and they don't and a lot of them do have it well off to be honest with you a lot of them do have good parents with really good jobs and they've always had two parent households and they've never really struggled for anything and, and they're they're doing fine, yeah. but they're not doing a whole lot for themselves. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And you know, what's funny (laughs) a lot of those people, we've touched on like intelligence and, and, and gun problems, right? Right. Uh, and I think those go hand in hand in the sense that the better and, and here's my point is I think that a huge problem 
Because for me, everyone wants to blame a gun, right? And I think if you want to hit harder on how we let people have guns, that's fine. I think everyone has a valid point there. Anyone can go buy a gun with no training. Absolutely. Right. So I mean, we can talk about that, you know, whenever. But my point is uh, we're not doing much to educate. You know what I mean? And we're not. It, it's terrible. We're not. <laughs> like, I will say I support uh, if we want to go the route that people have to take a class t- to have a gun. And it should be, to me, more in depth than that, just a class. Like, but I mean, like, concealed carry classes are eight hours. Okay, for anyone listening to this who carries a gun actively, right? Uh, you walk outside of your house carrying a gun, whether it's open right. carry or concealed carry. Have you ever, do you know the laws in your state? Do you know, do you run scenarios in your head? That if something happened, what you would do in different scenarios? Are you constantly engaging yourself throughout the year on shooting and practicing? Are you? What are you doing other than just putting a gun in your in your belt line and calling it? Wow, I'm I know what I'm doing now. It doesn't work that way. You know how many people who good good intention people carry guns and go to jail for twenty years for murder? Based off of what they thought was self-defense. Uh, you're, if you're not thinking about these things and you're carrying a gun, there's an issue there. And I think that's what we're failing in. I absolutely agree with you. We're, we're for sure failing in uh, making sure people have the knowledge and the education to... To be good citizens, man. It, Unfortunately. Okay. Have you seen Louder with Crowder? Yeah, of course. Of course. So have you seen his his points on guns? Um, Not recently. Okay. So a huge thing that he hits on, right? Yeah. A lot of people, because he goes, he does that campus thing now where he like goes around campuses. And he, said, like, he sits down with the uh, table and says, change my mind. Yeah, change my mind thing he does. Yeah. And it, it, it's a good talking point. And, uh. My thing with uh, him, he talks on the Constitution a lot and how a lot of people don't know what the Constitution was made for or where it came from. They absolutely don't. Absolutely don't have any clue on why it's important. And a lot of the people that sit down with him and talk to him about it aren't even technically from the U.S. originally, even if they're citizens now aren't from the U.S. or their parents weren't. So it's recent generations. Now, his big thing on why the Second Amendment is there and why our founding fathers wanted a Second Amendment was because, you know, and no one these days likes to think about this, but a, a tyrannical government, right? We're de- we have weapons to defend ourselves from our own government, which could be even worse than a foreign invader, technically. If you are a country that was formed because you left a tyrannical government, that is why the Second Amendment was put in place. To realize that every government at one point will go bad. And that is the point of us being able to defend ourselves against that happening. We broke off from Great Britain. A tyrannical government that we wanted no more part in. 
and it's why the Second Amendment is a gun culture here. It's it's what you people in other countries call a gun culture, because that's how we were formed. And that's the whole. That's how we became who we are today. The ability to defend yourselves from a government that you didn't agree with. Absolutely, and uh, I don't think people understand that at all. I don't think uh, most young people don't. That's so, for sure. So unfortunately, the Second Amendment is a big deal. And uh, I do like that the Parkland students, the Parkland students are a big deal because they're driving the shit going on right now. If you don't <laughs> understand that, you should probably just follow the news more. Like this one kid went from having a thousand followers on Twitter to now he's like close to a million and he's getting likes from a lot of celebrities. That should not be happening. It's happening. It's crazy. He was on Bill Mayer, dude. Or Bill Maher. It's it, like well, he's on of HBO. Of course, show. all these organizations are going to feel a fire. Dude, he, they're doing so many interviews. It's like that's like what we talked about when we first started this. I know. You know, it's but crazy. It, it's hard to argue that the Parkland kids are not a big part of what's going on right now. No, and I don't want to come off that way. Either. But what that's I'm saying. Hard. But what I'm saying is, the Second Amendment is a big deal, and the Parkland kids have said they agree with it, and they don't want it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to raise the age to 21. Which I fairly kind of support. I don't. Um, the I only do reason not. I don't support it is because I think what we're doing in Arizona is okay. And I think we can't buy handguns until 21. I think that's dumb too. But you can buy a shotgun to protect your home at 18. I, I just think that. And I think that's okay. Uh, if you're registered at Dole 18, you have the rights of the Constitution behind you. Oh, I'm with you. And my thing with that also is um, you can't tell a 19-year-old, you know, family member who maybe has kids, is married, has a household, yeah. that they can't defend their household as adults. They can yeah. pay all the taxes. They can pay all the bills. They can vote. Yeah. They can do everything an adult does, Absolutely. but defend themselves. And that's why I think it should be a state issue. That's, yeah, and of people course. should be able to vote on it. If you don't it. like how that state rolls, you go to a different state. And, or you vote on it. Right, or you change your vote. And I think, but I think Arizona has good laws on guns. And I think, I don't think ours need to change personally. It's one of the best in terms of freedom of yeah, the Second Amendment. Exactly. Um, and I think what I was saying to Tom yesterday is uh, I feel safe in Arizona personally. Have you ever, like, walked around where one of the states, we don't have, a lot of people have I guns think we're, here. like, middle of the the pack for amount of guns per per resident. Yeah. But our laws are very restri- uh, non-restrictive. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to the Second Amendment really quick, though. I just, I don't think people understand, like, people argue that, like, oh, you, you think you need to protect yourself from the government, dude? And... <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> as unfortunate as There's that still is, still people alive from World War II that would argue that point. I'm gonna say, <laughs> unfortunate as that is, people don't understand that you're fucking dumb for asking that question. Yeah, like, do you did you not understand what we learned about Nazi Germany in the 1930s and Which 40s? There's still people alive to this day from that time period. This, I just so watched even a, that long I ago. watched an interview not long ago. This guy said, I think he was on a, uh, 
last week tonight, the guy said, when uh, I talked to German citizens about Germany taking over of like a leader in the UK or in, you know, Britain or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, UK, I'm not understanding all the Europe (laughs) shit because I'm American. Well, it's crazy over there how they run that shit. But he's like, um, a lot of them say they still remember the last time Germany took over as a, as a power in Europe and uh, they don't want that to happen again. So it's still fresh for a lot of people over there. And I don't understand why people don't understand that here. But one law can me, change exactly how everything works. To me, here. America was founded, like you said, on a tyrannical government and people left it to start their own country. Right. And they use guns to do it. And unfortunate as it is, the United States of America is the most powerful government here. And we are uh, arguably the most dangerous. And it doesn't help that um, our government can be unstable at times. Like, Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that people don't understand why the citizens would be concerned that something bad could happen in the government and the citizens have to take control. Like, it's like we all say, like, it's like we just said earlier tonight, like, like the government is our, they are our employees. So why would uh, they be in power and not us? Like, uh, and also another good point is that just because you have an AR-15 in your house doesn't mean you're fully protected from the government. Um, so what I'm saying is even though you have an AR-15 in your house also, it doesn't, that doesn't mean you're fully protected from the government. You know what I'm saying? Like we do need to protect ourselves from the tyrannical government if our nation turns that way. But also like just an AR-15 doesn't make you totally unstoppable towards the government. Anyway, they still have cruise missiles. They still have fucking nuclear deterrence. You know, those are shit. void though. No, I understand. Well, here's why. Saying. And here's what, like I've seen so many gun debates, but what I'm saying is like, like having an AR 15 in your house doesn't make you as deadly as the government. And, and I think it's no. okay that we have them because we do need to defend ourselves. If some shit hit the fan, like, you know, what if Russia took over our government? Like, what if that happened? Theoretically, what if that happened? What if someone got elected and he's like, I work for Putin? Yeah, let's let's try to fight them off with pistols with five-round magazines. But I'm just saying, what if that happened? <laughs> what if it happened? Like, theoretically... Yeah. Lots of people think is nowadays, everyone's so focused on modern culture. Yeah. Uh, and they're so... But that's why the, the Second military, Our military and the power it has has created a safety bubble has created people to think that nothing can happen to them yes. here living in the U.S. And that Absolutely. is what shapes a lot of these people's political opinions. And the simple fact is that could change in a day like that. Absolutely. All of that could be gone. That's what uh, I think is most disturbing about why I watch the news is it is a constant reminder of how lucky we are to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if people don't understand what's going on in Syria, <laughs> like, get with the times. Yeah. Like, 
like, do you think what what happened in Syria or like Libya back then would happen here or could happen uh, could happen there if they had trained militias and armed forces as citizens like we do here? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but Arizona's got its shit on lock. If shit hits the fan, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, same it's with like, like Utah, Wyoming. It's know, just like, like I, I just like people would. I think a lot of people would come together and be ready for an invasion if that happened. Like, have you like the movie Red Dawn? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like funny <laughs> to use like a movie for that, but it's there's some reality in it. Um, in our lifetime. Right, no, we're never gonna get invaded, but who knows when that time? That every major civilization in the history of the world has fallen at one point. And it's unfortunate to talk like that, but like we have movies like that because people have thought about it before. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, hell, I was just talking about this at work the other day. Uh, if you read anything about Hitler's speeches or uh, how he rose to power and the power of his voice and how he convinced people, is like. Uh, things that you would agree with a normal person. He was so intelligent in how he talked, right? It's the yeah. same thing that you see from like anyone who considers himself a neo-Nazi or a white supremacist nowadays. Uh, a lot of their talking points you might actually agree with, but fundamentally they're wrong. Uh, right. it, it's like a generality kind of thing, right? So he used to talk about how welfare state, right? The Jews were coming in and and had food to feed their families and had jobs and, right. and were off of welfare. Right. And everyone who was a, a a German citizen could barely feed their own families. What was wrong with that picture? That's how he started to rally people. Look at this. Look at the what what's happening here. You're getting robbed. You're, it's because of these people. You know what I mean? That's that he fueled the fire by people who were already angry about how things were going. Right. Look at where we're at right now in the world and in our country specifically. Everyone's angry about something. Right. It's very easy to manipulate people who are just focused in fire. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> that's what's scary to me. The next presidential candidate could fucking rob this country. You know what I mean? Like, uh, based off of what people are angry about. And he just feeds right. off of that. You can literally say anything if you're a Republican and every Republican will support you, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like right. you can pretty much say anything as a Democrat and all these Democratic supporters will support you in it. For sure. It's ridiculous. For it's sure. scary. It's, it's almost a, scary. You know what I mean? A, like a Joe Rogan always says it's a, it's tribalism. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's like this. It's uh, funny. Is that exactly what our founding fathers tried to avoid? It's groupthink. It's It's like this strange... Us versus them mentality, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a it's like a real problem. And uh, the only people I get angry at online these days are people who are too ignorant, <laughs> too ignorant to get out of that mentality. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like when people call me um, a liberal or uh, people who are. Uh, you know, they say they're Trump supporters or they say, like, I'm anti-Trump or shit like that. I'm just like, why? Why are we there? Like, why did you just say that? Like, why can't 
why can't we discuss the issue that I fucking posted a paragraph about well, that I'm upset about? Like, there's things you specifically posted right. that you posted as a joke, but some, some people don't take oh, as a joke. There's a lot of things. You, you get what I'm saying? Is like you so like people think that you're automatically thinking all like extremism. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I absolutely. And so agree with that. It, it's like that's the thing. There's no context in social media. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> But That's I my just number mean, one like, problem with like. But people legitimately think that. Like that. I mean, yeah, I post a lot of fucking jokes, and people get upset about it, and I love that. I've been trying to do that less too. <laughs> it's still funny though. <laughs> like uh, one I posted, I'm gonna just fucking read it because uh, I mentioned it the other day, but I didn't want to read it. It was just that girl who said. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got to talk about football, too. Man, Richard Sherman went to the 49ers. Oh, man. This girl. I don't like where the NFC West is at. This girl who said, I I am 18. I moved out and living on my own. Someone comes in my house to rape or kill me. I have no protection because the new law in Florida says I can't own a gun until I'm 21. Mm -hmm. You really think I'm going to get on the phone, let alone make it to the phone and call the cops to show up 30 minutes later? And I posted, this is a good point. Women shouldn't be allowed to live alone anymore until they're 21. Make it a law. <laughs> right. So you're making a playoff of words off of it. You know what I mean? Like, And that's... Anyone could take what you just said and misconstrue that. Cause Mine's 100% a joke. But there's still people out there that would be like, oh, you're going to like make someone live till they're 21? <laughs> like, there's like literally people out there that are like think exactly. that way based off of what you just put exactly like they There's can't pick up on that sarcasm or you know what i mean or whatever you're you're getting across at exactly. that point <laughs> they can't understand it exactly and that's that's a problem with tone on social media for sure um i do think this girl raises a good point i do think what you said is a good point that it's unconstitutional as an adult i would say a lot of other rights get taken away from adults, though. I mean, you can't drink a beer until you're 21 either. And that, to me, is still controversial. Oh, it's super controversial. And <laughs> you I, know, that's I like, have said I, I support the, the drinking age being 18. I really do. Well, the military age is 18, right? Or technically 17 if you if you have your parents sign off. Now, when I was in and I was moving through the ranks, right? Right. You know, billets and ranks, your team leader, squad leader, Lance Corporal, Corporal Sergeant, you're moving up the chain, doing different things. Um, I hated that every after every deployment, you come back. All those guys that you trained, right, yeah. fresh out of boot camp to right. you know go deploy into a combat zone, right. and start taking over leadership positions. Yeah. And you'd be mentoring them. Right. And then they would be training those new guys coming in, right? Cause yes. And it was one of those things that, I got tired of taking 18-year-olds. You're a child still. You're an adult. Don't get me wrong. But your mentality hasn't developed fully yet. You haven't formulated enough opinions. You haven't matured very well. And that's the hard thing about the age of 18. You know what I mean? You think you know everything, but you don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like That's the honest truth. We were all there at one point. Well, it is proven now. That your frontal lobe doesn't stop developing until you're 25. Right. 
That means your brain's <laughs> not fully developed. Exactly. Until you're 25. That's why when you're when you're in your teens and and even in your early 20s, you think you're invincible. And then when you start getting older, you start realizing maybe I shouldn't do these. And that's things. why I think now at, at 26, I'm like, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> I don't know shit about shit. But go on. What do you What do you mean though? Go on. Well, about the I got drink, tired the drinking of age of 18. Why did you get? Tired I was of? well, you know, just strictly talking about the military allowing yeah. 18 year olds. So why did you instead get tired of let's of say that? 21? So why did you get tired of that? It was. I would do this repeat process after every deployment of taking an 18-year-old, 18 to 19, maybe even 20, relatively young now. Right. Fresh off of his parents or non-adult life, essentially, and expecting the world out of them, discipline and maturity-wise. Right. And how do you teach 18-year-olds that if you do this, you will get someone killed? How do you teach someone that and have them actually believe it and like take it seriously when they're they're not there yet maturity wise. So you do it a very forceful way in a very way that a lot of people probably wouldn't agree with if they didn't understand the context. But regardless, uh, I always thought in my head, this would be easier if the age was 21. You genuinely thought that. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be an easier task. If people were just a little bit older and had that little bit extra years of maturity to start with. You know what I mean? Because you could reason with them more. You could reason and convince like more them to why you were doing things a certain way. And they would understand it better than just being that kid where you t- say okay. something and it goes in one ear and it just goes right out the other ear. Okay. So, so off of that. Are you saying we could argue that the age of adulthood shouldn't be until 21? You could. You could reasonably argue that based off what we know about brains and how they operate, like what you were just saying, how like it doesn't you don't fully develop until you're twenty five. Adulthood you hit twenty one. I think you can make that argument. So how many eighteen to twenty year olds do you think should be voting politically at the age they're at? In an honest way, not just uh I'm a Republican because my parents are To be perfectly (laughs) honest with you. It depends. To and be that's per- hard. okay, hold on. That's so hard. To be perfectly honest, the voting age should be reflective of the age of adulthood. Of but course. right, do I think an eighteen-year-old is capable of understanding the intricacies of what they're voting for and how the world works? No, no. I would argue that when I was eighteen, mm. I thought I was. Mm-hmm. You all did. Everybody when, did. When I was 18, I think you know me better than most people did uh, most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always thought I knew everything. Pretty much forever. That's I've, kind of what... I've kind of always wanted to put people in their place <laughs> and show them that I knew what I was talking you about. You have always been that way. And that they're fucking retarded. That comes with being somewhat intelligent for your age also. For sure. I've always been a little more advanced for my years. But I'm just talking about a guy who dropped out and did a year and a half of college before anyone else graduated. Right. So so like you went down a different road than most people did. But I just mean I got to a point recently over the last couple years that I just uh, 
I realized how young and naive and stupid I am. Do you under, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like, called maturity. Right. And in to the, me, right. that's called maturity. And in the grand scheme of things, I always thought I was mature. Mm-hmm. And I always thought I was very knowledgeable and and uh, could be influential in different things. And I don't think I deserve to be anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the best part, I don't think 18 year old Jeremy, uh, like no. one of my biggest regrets, to be honest with you is dropping out of school. And it's like, it's not something I would ever change, but it is something that, uh, I said on another podcast, like one reason I started a podcast is, 25-year-old Jeremy is trying to make... 26-year-old Jeremy now is trying to make decisions that 35-year-old Jeremy is going to appreciate. Do you know what I'm saying? And I didn't have that mentality when I was 18. Yeah. And I did make a lot of choices that 25-year-old Jeremy didn't appreciate. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Everyone does that. If I would have finished school and had a high GPA like I had, uh, I would have almost... Guaranteed a full ride to college. Yeah, it's, uh, it's easy I, to look at that, and, and I blew and that. Judge though, no, for sure. And I, I just think that everyone has their own path in life, and I think part of that is when you look back, every person in this world will look back and think something along those lines. No, I agree entirely. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I mean, like eighteen-year-old uh, Jeremy wasn't uh, mature enough. To look at the grand scheme of things a little closer. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And I thought I did. You always do when you're younger. Teen- and, it's what and, they call teenagers. And I don't... <laughs> right. The one that knows all but knows nothing. You right. know what I mean? Like that. That's exactly. like what a teenager so is. So I think arguably an 18-year-old should be treated as that. And no, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah. And they shouldn't be adults Okay, yet. well, what does that do for the so military? So maybe we push the adult age to 20. Well, the military is going to have to find more fuel for the fire at 20. Yeah, that's hard. Okay, well, do you raise the age to join the military to 21? Yeah. And that's how many how many less candidates will you get at that point? Tough luck, I guess. That's the hard thing, though. It, and I'm not even going to argue that point. Like that, You know what I mean? But I'm just saying in general, like... Those are like what the repercussions would be, maybe, oh, and that's just one one thing. You know maybe, what I mean? Maybe like, it ends up we have another draft. <laughs> I don't know. Which is terrible, terrible for the military, terrible for the country. It is terrible. Um, I've always said if we had a draft, I would just sign up. I wouldn't get drafted. I would just enlist. Ah, uh, drafts are terrible. They're just they're bad for the military. They're bad for the country. They're bad. For, I just think bad. if it came to that, like I just let's go. Because if you're not hard, your heart is in the military. And what you're doing when you're there. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't be there. It's one of those jobs that's like that. For sure. It's, it's like law enforcement or something that think, like you put your life on I the line. I think if something was critical enough you to have, have to believe draft, in what you're doing. I think if, if something was critical enough to have a draft, though, yeah, the country needs to get behind it. Oh, well, it hasn't been needed. Look at, uh, you know, when the trade towers fell. How many people were lining up at the recruiting office that next everyone, week? Everyone. Everyone. When when things really need to happen, the country steps up. People step up. You know what I mean? So I don't think that'll ever be an issue. For us, it's more about controversial wars that get everyone uppity. <laughs> you know what I mean? It That's when in the uh, Well, unfortunately, with controversial wars, like I think that's just mostly because people have 
more information now. And of course, I think it used to be easier to just <laughs> information is a uh, key to everything. And it, it used it to just be good or to, bad to rally the country behind the war. You know what I mean? Misinformation like, is huge on that, you, too. Do you think uh, they could ever sell war bonds again? <laughs> That's funny you bring that up. That was like so huge in World War II. Like, I was like, war bonds. Like, legitimately, like, how you, you think, how you pay for the fight. Do you think you anyone know? would ever buy a war bond? <laughs> like, they were like, this war bond after this war will be good to buy your groceries. Yeah, yeah. Because we need your money today. Like, everyone would be like, fuck you, government. Go ask Apple for it. <laughs> like, like, you know it's like saying? such a different society now. Right? Like, like, everyone would be like, oh, I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos has $100 billion, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, why, don't you, why are you asking us why for Why you money? ask for a handout from <laughs> one guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true, though, you know? like right? that, That's how, like, today's society is. Right? It's very demanding, very... uh. And sometimes misguided. That's a, the funny thing about it. But I don't like. And here's something we can talk about, right? You were a huge Bernie Sanders supporter. I remember this during the election. I love Bernie. You were the fucking the feeling the burn, as they like to say. I felt the burn. <laughs> you you were feeling that, and I am hated every candidate this election, and I. Here's my thing with Bernie. Yeah, let's hear it. I knew that deep down Bernie was actually a real candidate in terms of he's a good person in general. Yeah. He wasn't taking tons of bribes from different organizations and people. He wasn't, uh, in general, he was probably the most, the cleanest candidate out there, right? Besides maybe like Gary Johnson, who was just smoking a lot of weed, right? You know, so like. I agree with that. <laughs> so like Bernie, like in, in general, like if you look at that kind of side of things, was awesome. Uh, his socialist views, I will never, ever vote for someone who has views like that, even inching towards socialism. I can never support that. I will never get on that train. You can't tell me how good of a person he is and expect me to vote for someone who still has a socialistic view. You, the whole democratic socialism thing to me is a fallacy and it just leads to more <coughs> of it. That's just a stepping stone. Right. I can't get behind it. Right. I like Bernie Sanders as a person, hate his views on things like that. <coughs> He's too much for me. Right. Uh, and I think if we take one step in that direction, it's all downhill from there. That's like my personal viewpoints on it. Right. You know, I think if you you vote Bernie Sanders in, he's the start of a downhill spiral. Right. Uh, of leading to that. The only the only reason I disagree with that is cuz I don't think it's the start of a downhill spiral. Uh, well, let's hear it. I just don't uh the government's not built like that. The president doesn't have that much sway. They said that in uh, Germany at the time frame, too, which was de <laughs> democratic at the same time. I understand, but we have a lot of different government than 1930 Germany did. when. The true, true. Very, Nazi very vast differences. Took over. Uh, there wasn't as many checks and balances over there. Exactly. Either. That's uh, what I mean. It's just it's. But a po policy, I, all it takes is a vote to go into effect. Oh, I'm it's with democratic, you. Democratic. You know what I mean? I like, just uh, and I. I made actually like a huge Facebook post about this in my in my glory days back in 2016 <laughs> uh, about why 
I didn't believe anything Bernie said, but I was still going to vote for him. Um, <laughs> and I broke it down. Like, it's just free education. It's wonderful, and I support it. It's never going to happen in this country. Uh, I, I think don't we, support that. I think we could get closer to it, and I think education could get more affordable. And I talked about it on another podcast. Like, I just think education could change. And I think, uh, you know, my idea is just, you know, uh, education could be free for subjects that don't have jobs in the workplace and jobs in the workplace. Corporations could sign up to hire people straight out of college and then, uh, universities are restricted to admissions and, uh, like you get an engineering degree and you get an engineering degree because you applied to that program. And, you know, someone like Apple was like, yes, I need an engineer in the graduating class of 2020. <laughs> and they hire you straight out of college. So I think college needs to change a lot. And I don't think Bernie's stance on college was uh, far-fetched. Uh, or an end-all be-all either. No, or an end-all be-all. But you're looking I at just, it as like a step in the right direction kind of I thing. just think of it as a good idea in the sense that education needs to be more affordable. And of people course. always said free education because Bernie was always like, college education will be free. I free. think that's crap. And I think he, he made the wrong choice should be with free that. In this world. I think he should have said college education will be reduced, affordable, affordable because the government's going to help. Right. Right. Um, I don't think the, uh, I think healthcare, I do think healthcare on a basic level should be provided by government, but I don't think private health care should ever go away. I think if rich people can get... Stem- Not like one or the other, but both. Right. I don't think... It, if rich people can get stem cell injections and stay alive longer, cool. And the basic person can't, I get it. But I think in a modern society... See, I never a, looked at health care as like a... Could keep you can or can't afford something. So right? I've never looked at it that but way. But I'm just saying that's why I supported Bernie. And yeah. the whole socialism thing, like they were going to take away money from the corporations and all that shit. It that was, was just, never going to happen. It was just never going to happen. It was never going to happen. Like, <laughs> like half the shit Bernie <laughs> used to say. That's why he rallied it was people. never going to happen. Like I loved hearing it because <laughs> I liked saying it. Because it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear. Because like, I'm rah, like, rah, rah, you fuck know, the corporations, like. man. <laughs> Let's take all their money, man. Fuck them. But <laughs> it was never going to happen. Like. Bernie was just going to be a president. He was going to be dictated by who controlled the Senate and the House. Yeah. And and it was all just going to be kind of similar to Obama. But I think we were going to go a little more in the right direction of education than we're going with, like, Betsy DeVos and Trump. <laughs> and I think... Yeah, I, I think, think there's a vast difference there. I think Obamacare sucks ass. Yeah. But I do think it was a good try to get more on Canada's level. You know what? There's a, I and that's why I supported I Bernie. Hated Obamacare and the idea of it. I think it's amazing that Obama was able to pull it off, though. That's a tough thing to get past, and it's actually <laughs> one of his really impressive feats as a president was getting that passed. But if they say like every president has like their one thing that was like their big thing while they were president, yeah, like that was his big thing, and it's gone. <laughs> like it, it's like it's not there anymore it's non-existent yeah it just ripped out so it's like what does obama have to look back on at this point unfortunately that's not stuck. much that's stuck 
Everyone wants to talk about how Obama was the greatest president, you know, of this time period. Uh, what's stuck? What's 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 going on? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a. Uh, what are you gonna tell me that why, right now he's still the greatest president? You know what I mean? Like, uh, Obama. Is what are you gonna talk about? You know what I mean? Like, Obama was far from the greatest president. No, I was a good Obama critic too. I'll say that I don't like. I didn't like a lot of his shit. There Obama is just did. so much controversy in a lot of things he did. There were some things that I agreed on. A lot of shit he did was not okay. No, it was not. Man, okay. he traded. Uh, Bailing out a Wall traitor Street was not okay uh, to this country for five high-level terrorists. That's bullshit across the world without Congress's approval. It's illegal. It's bullshit, and nobody batted an eye because it was Obama. A lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, okay. uh, like how do you how do you justify allowing that? Clinton to get off for Benghazi wasn't okay? A lot of the shit. It's that's so controversial. A lot though. of the shit he pardoned people for is not okay. It's like Trump parting our pile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not okay. okay. And I'm glad you said that because (laughs) it's not okay. And you're a very reasonable person. Uh, I'm very conservative also. And and it's not okay. Uh, Our pile did some fucked up shit that was unconstitutional and he deserved to go to jail. Definitely. Or at least be not happy for the rest of his definitely years. and this is someone talking from that like aims to like going to law enforcement right. on the street side eventually right uh <laughs> there's things that arpaio was doing and there's a lot of conspiracies that are even deeper about things right. that he's doing money wise um that we might never find out fully about but that he <laughs> like why how would how was he pardoned for that you know what i mean like uh just because Trump wanted to give votes is essentially, I think, what that came down to. It's fucking insane that he pardoned Arpaio. And if you don't know, I mean, this is the Millennial in Arizona podcast, so most people fucking know. But Arpaio was our sheriff in the largest county here in Arizona. We're talking about a county that houses probably about 4 million people. It's the largest portion of the state. Because uh, uh, the, the Phoenix metropolitan area, which covers two counties, is about 5 million people, if I'm correct. Uh, so Maricopa County, where that department comes from, Maricopa County Sheriff's Department, is the biggest county population-wise in the state. And he was what running uh, those tent cities uh, for his detention, and uh, which is very controversial too. And I have mixed feelings about that. I'm a CEO. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about not feeling bad for inmates? I'm probably one of the people that won't feel bad for inmates. You know what I mean? But I don't think he went down a bad route with the the way he was running his little detention and prison setup. Or jail, I should say, set up. I like, but there's the so many more things that he was doing that was terrible that yeah. like overshadowed the good things he was doing. Yeah, uh, most people in Arizona support hard, harder things revolving around criminals, and it's a Republican state. We we more go towards being hard on people. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and he was doing that and that's why everyone liked him but they overlooked all the fucking shady things he was doing yeah (laughs) you know it was like (laughs) i was uh well we don't have to talk about him forever he's a piece of shit (laughs) he's a piece of shit for a while and and you know why most people didn't like him 
was because he was pulling over. He was having his deputies pull over brown people and asking for paperwork. Yeah. Widely, not just like here and there when th- something was suspicious. It was wildly it was like everywhere. Anyone driving deserved to get. If you over. live in Arizona, you know someone who is brown, who has had known or themselves been pulled over by Maricopa County sheriffs. Yeah. And been asked for legal paperwork yep. of some sort. Absolutely. Uh, green cards, you know, anything you could think of to prove that you, you were supposed to be here. You were supposed to have on you. Yep. Just for a traffic stop. Yep. Um, with nothing else. And half the traffic stops were bullshit. Yeah. From my understanding. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, and he was my telling them to do this. From my understanding, it was more than traffic stops. Traffic stops are nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, I just mean like it was like it was like uh, you know they got followed around stores, mm-hmm. like you know, like it was out of hand. They saw him getting gas in a shitty vehicle <laughs> in a shitty area. So they'd roll up and start, or t- yeah, bugging they them saw him in a nice area in a shitty vehicle. So okay, they him. well, I can argue. See, I don't like that point. You know why? So everyone also likes to judge law enforcement but based I'm just off saying, of profiling. I'm just saying more profiling than, is a real thing. More than like more than normal. Like yeah. I just mean like ev- like I mean every single person. Like I'm yeah, saying, yeah, like, yeah. Not not like profiling in the sense that that guy looks like he's selling drugs. <laughs> profiling stops more crime than most people realize. Oh, it for sure does. Uh, I love, uh, so one of my buddies, uh, John's quotes is, uh, stereotypes exist so I can walk into a room with an educated guess. Mm-hmm. And, and I just feel like that's so accurate. Like it, stereo, <laughs> stereotypes, <laughs> do, very, very true. stereotypes do exist on that basic it's level. It's not all complete made up. No, you know what I mean? No, like, it's on that yeah. basic level. Like it's like <laughs> it's like I walk into a room and I see you, a dude with a haircut like yours, mm. who looks like he works out in a fucking military shirt, and I go, Oh, that guy's probably in the fucking military. Yeah, like it's obvious. Like it's a stereotype. It, and it's not that I'm fucking being a dick. <laughs> it's that I'm like, oh, that guy's probably in the military. Yeah. The same way that I walk into a room and see a guy with a bunch of holes in his shirt and some needle marks on his arms, and I'm like, that guy's a tweaker. Yeah. Or that guy do, does heroin. Yeah. Or whatever. It's you know obvious. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like. It's not like I see a, a Mexican dude in a suit. Well, God forbid you do that. People will freak out. Like you a, know what I mean? a Mexican dude Don't in a suit them. walking down the hall, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, that guy probably likes eating tacos for lunch. <laughs> like saying like it's funny <laughs> saying that's not like a super racist thing. I'm not trying to be racist. I'm just saying that's a stereotype that's probably true. They see a guy Definitely. like me who's overweight working in the office, and they're like, that guy probably likes eating the In-N-Out and going to Taco Bell. Hell, I like doing that, too. And so. that's accurate. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, like <laughs> that guy probably doesn't work out, and he eats a lot. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like, like, stereotypes exist for a reason. Yeah, they didn't just, like, spur out of nowhere. And, like, know? I understand, like, it's it's different from being racist. It's, like, people need to stop being, like, don't stereotype, man. Okay, my thing with, like, the just specifically the word racism, right, 
Look, look up right now, right here on the computer. Look up the word racism. Tell me what the definition is. I already know what it is, but it, just so we can get some context here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love looking straight, straight, up. straight off of the you, computer. You listen to podcasts often? Um, I've listened to them. Like Joe not Rogan has Young though. Jamie. Joe Rogan is like the famous podcaster I need a, nowadays. I need a Young Jamie. <laughs> uh, racism, uh, right off of Google. Noun. It's prejudice, discrimination, or an antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Okay, so that last part right there is the most key part in that definition. So because I say that because you're you're brown that you like tacos doesn't make you racist. It has nothing to do with the thinking your race is superior because you don't eat as many tacos. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, people take the the definition of racism way out of context. I know what you're saying. Um, A stereotypical doesn't mean racist. Right. Whether it's right or wrong. Right. Uh, And if you can't find that middle ground, then. The same same reason I I care to define intellect, knowledge, and, and education. It's just like people need to understand that word choice matters. Yeah. And uh, one of my biggest issues with uh, people on the media is that they like to use words that don't mean what they mean. <laughs> They're big on that. And it just it's such an issue because then people start using words that don't mean what they mean, and it's fucking insane. Yeah. And you're like, are we even talking about the same thing? Because I know what I'm talking about, but I have no idea if you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, my sister is... Uh very 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 liberal and i'm like the polar opposite almost in a sense right she's like the artistic uh uh more liberal like that's how she thinks she's very feminist um she's on that side you know what i mean i'm like the conservative join the military like athletic like i'm like we're like literally polar opposites um, the one thing I've always respected about my sister, even though I don't agree with a lot of the things she has to say, is that she can formulate an opinion off of research and study. If she wants yeah. to talk about AR-15s yeah. and, and banning them, she's done an immense amount of research into the ballistics of the rounds shot from them to all kinds of things that like normal people won't research. Yeah. So I take her opinion seriously. You know what I mean? Even though she's like the exact opposite of me and I'll still never agree with her. I actually listen to her. Right. Because she can actually do research and like form a valid opinion off of what she's looked up. Yeah. Most people can't do that. (laughs) They they just like see some article and like think that that's like the end all be all because it supports their opinion. You know what I mean? Like, and like, like, why doesn't everyone go out there and learn? Like, okay, I want to ban ARs or assault rifles. Why don't you go to a range and learn about them and shoot them and then formulate an opinion? I agree entirely. Like, what what's stopping you from doing that? Nothing. You're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, rights, as you if, if you want to start talking about like affecting the Second Amendment, which is a pretty powerful thing, yeah. Like, why don't you go out there and educate yourself? I agree. You know what I mean? People should educate themselves. Why not? I don't understand how that's. They should gain the knowledge, and and become informed. And and if you're not willing to spend the time to go do that, don't have an opinion on it. It's or yeah. keep it to yourself. 
it's honestly just a big issue with our culture in general, man. Like, people like to just... I don't know if it's laziness. I don't know if it's people are... Yeah. I don't know if it's people uh, who are just... I don't know, too lazy to research shit. I don't know if they're too lazy to look into it. I don't know if they're too tired from their day-to-day bullshit lives to care about anything more. Like, I don't know what it is, but I do agree on that basic principle, yeah. Uh, I think it's more so nowadays. And this is what we talked about earlier, social media. Yeah. Um, all it takes is uh, an article written by a bum on the street to uh, convince people to support their own opinion. Right. And, and that's why I think podcasts are uh, getting more popular these days. Because you uh, get real opinions from real people. Yeah. This isn't just uh, some politician talking or uh, right. some journalist. You know what I mean? Like right. uh, These are people that you, you work around, you live around. Right. They're talking about real stuff, and they're not biased. Right. And if you have a good podcast, I think you have people... I think you will have people that support a little more left, a little more right, a little more. And you yeah. are actually very well versed in both parties in terms of viewpoints. I don't think you're anywhere and even in the middle. I think you're like, I don't know. You, you've you always had a, a liberal opinion on things for Arizona, but in other states you would be considered conservative. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. And, and you like listening to everybody else's opinion. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You actually look things intelligently. Yeah. And make I a mean, decision. My big thing is, like, I just want to understand what, why people think the things they do. And um, I just want to know if it's lack of knowledge or lack of caring or they're too ingrained with their roots. Um, I know a lot of people who don't want to change the way they think because of the way their family thinks. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I know a, a lot of people of who are in communities. Tell you're most influenced. Right. Growing up. And I know a lot of people who are in communities where they can't like speak out against people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I know a lot of people who a lot of people legitimately have told me over the years, they like the shit I post on Facebook but they could never share any of it because their family would see it or they couldn't hit the like button because their family would see it. And like, they just tell me that <laughs> in person or on a message, but it's crazy. like, it's crazy that like, it's true. And I would never even have considered that until someone actually told me that for the first time. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I don't have a filter online Man, and there, I never have. There's people in my family. But there's a lot of people who do and it's not because they want to. Yeah. There's literally people in my family, not close relatives, but more distant that for a long time wouldn't talk to me because I joined the military. Right. They were against it. They were against that. Yeah. That's crazy to me. <laughs> like Yeah. Uh the the military isn't what determines what politically goes on around here. Yeah. It's the people you vote for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, most people join the military because they're patriots and they want to make a difference in this world. Whether it ends up being good or bad in the long run, that's a whole different story. Right. Uh, 
they have very, very good intentions on what they're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, they're the people who really genuinely want to see this country succeed. You know what I mean? They have the best intentions. And for you to judge someone for that? You know what I mean? Like, really? That's crazy to me. That's yeah. so, it's so far extreme. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, you don't have to agree with the specific war going on right now to know that the people who might be over there might not even specifically agree with it either. Yeah. But they have a job to do. Right. That person could have been in 10 years before that happened. You I know what never, I mean? Like, there's so many more things you need to think about than just the specific, you're right. over there doing this and that, you know, which you probably don't even know what you're talking about in the first place. But right. you know what I mean? Like, and to be honest with you, I never considered the military as a job until you joined the military. And uh, uh, sitting down and having a conversation like this isn't isn't uh, new for me and you. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that uh, I've always uh, seen you in every stage of of life, pretty much. Um, and we've always talked about pretty much all this different shit. Where the fuck was I going when I started saying this? <laughs> What were you just saying before I just started that? Uh, well, we were just talking about, you know, the purpose in joining the military or what your intentions right, are. Right, the job. Um, I never considered, and I think that's a big thing, I never considered the military being a job until one night we were having a, a like a just a genuine conversation. And I was just asking you fucking questions, and you've always kind of just put up with that. And I've always just kind of had stone thoughts. <laughs> You're not the only one. And I'm like, <laughs> right. And I've always just, and like, I've never been afraid to just ask you a question I genuinely want to know. Like, right, right. whether it's a, a fucked up thing or just like something simple. Yeah. Um, and I asked you like a pretty difficult question and you were just like, honestly, man, like I just look at it like I'm just doing my job and everyone I work with, we're all just working together and we're all just doing our jobs and i was just like damn <laughs> and uh and you you approached it at such a you approached it in a way that i approach my job now that i'm 26 and a professional in my area mm -hmm. uh you approached it like early on as a job and it took me a long time to learn that in my own life but I started thinking about the military very differently early on then because I was like, damn, like, like all the soldiers and everyone involved aren't just like uh, agreeing with everything going on. Yeah. They don't want to do everything. Well, that's that's what I was doing. saying when we first started. But they're this. just a, it's just a job. You, like, you have a like, job to do. Right. Uh, politics you try to ignore when you're in. And yeah. this is for that reason, right? And I think there. a lot of people don't understand that basic element of a lot of that. Mm -hmm. you, you, know? you have to somewhat, you always want to be listening in, but you try to never like become politically involved while you're in because you are like a central talking point in political arguments. You know what I mean? Like uh, everything you do overseas, everything you do anywhere is a huge talking point. Right. And when you're the center of controversy, sometimes uh, it doesn't matter how you feel personally. You still have a job to do. You have right. an obligation that you volunteered for. 
Um, and so you put all that to the back, you know, the wayside, you know, I'm not gonna, I have my personal opinion, but I'm not going to get involved that much. I'm not going right. to speak on this too much unless someone directly asks, asks me about it. You know what I mean? Right. And, that, and that's how you try to live your life. <laughs> right. And while, I you, think, while you're in. Um, it's kind of what I was talking to Mr. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey. Jesus. I'm so sorry, Tom, if you're listening. It's okay. I'll still call him Mr. Jeffrey. It's so hard not to, <laughs> man. It's like it was ingrained. Like, um, it was funny. Like, I, like I felt like it's so weird to say. Like, I felt funny smoking weed in front of him yesterday because <laughs> he's still like an authority figure to me. Yeah, because he was your teacher. Growing but like, up. he's like now he's like my friend, and I can talk to him. Yeah, but it was so different. <laughs> What the fuck? Where was I going with that? I got high brain going on. That's what happens when uh, you start talking about teachers you hear in your podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I going with that before? You know what's crazy? I remember uh, when I was talking about how like after boot camp graduation, I came back to the high school and everyone was still in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Brad and I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. went and saw uh, Mr. Jeffrey. Dude, uh I didn't have that class with you. I had it with Brad, his class. Yeah. I had that his class, Tom's <laughs> class with Brad. Well, well, it seems like uh, he actually liked Brad a lot. I never had his class. Uh, I was never in his class. You know what I mean? He was my football coach at one point or uh. one of them. And that was my only connection to him in high school. Uh. But Brad actually had classes with him and was his coach for... Uh, another year more than I had him as a coach. So they had like a really good thing, you know what I mean, between them. Uh, and so when we came back, it was like that. It was like he was like so proud of Brad. It was funny. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if he listens to this, he'll probably laugh. <laughs> he was like, so like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? You're now a fucking Marine, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. while your class is still in high school sitting in front of me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a. A thing I think that it was kind of funny. I always laughed at that. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone has like their teacher that like you know they get along with better than everyone else. Yeah. I think those two got along pretty well. Yeah. And so it was funny when we came back during well, that we time talking, period. We were talking yesterday about how he's uh, he's younger now, or uh, I'm older now than how old he was when he was our teacher. Yeah. Which is just like such a fascinating <laughs> concept. You know what I mean? When you really, and then you think of him in a certain light, but, it's but like then you think of that and you're like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, <laughs> now we're just millennials hanging out. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Why I did lost, I bring him up? I lost a I lot of that remember still. when I was in the Marine Corps. I, I was 19 year. I was uh, well dealing with age, age differences. Yeah. I I at one point was in after my first deployment I was only nineteen yeah and I became a team leader and I had a twenty nine year old in my team yeah uh, fresh out of boot camp fresh out of boot camp and uh he was twenty nine years old had a dual master's degree and you're nineteen had lived in like Africa for like a long time wow like he he had done a lot of stuff in his in his age for his age you know what I mean and I was nineteen. You're not too far out of high school. I'd done a deployment, and I was his team leader. And, and that was a challenge for me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how are you in charge of this guy's everyday life? And I in the military, it's more than just work. Yeah. 
it's all of his part of life I'm you're, in charge of. You're responsible for him. It's so much different. You know what I mean? And uh, we used to butt heads. And uh, he's a very, very intelligent person. And yeah. we it was just one of those things, a learning curve. But I lost that age mentality at a young age because of that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I lived with a good friend of mine, uh, Andrew. Uh, he's still in the Marine Corps to this day, actually. He's a recruiter now. Yeah. He, uh, I was 18 living with him, and he was 29. And yeah. we're still good friends to this day. So the age gap, I got rid of that at a young age. Yeah. For me, it's more about maturity than age. It for sure is. I mean, common interest, maturity, a lot of it's, uh, you know, similar interests, uh, some similar experiences, yeah, I guess, yeah. or uh, forced to be in situations. Well, he together. helped me a lot. Like working together. Having him as my roommate. Yeah. I learned a lot because he's experienced already in life. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like he taught me, you know what's crazy? Another thing you could talk about is religion. That's a controversial topic right there. Oh, yeah. You I, can uh, talk for hours about I haven't about, talked to anyone about religion. That's a here. good yeah, one. I don't know. Religion's uh, with where the country's at, where it used to be, religion nowadays, religion what it used to be. Uh, man, he, he, he's, he was born Catholic, I'm pretty sure. Uh, strong Catholic. And, and yeah, now he's a strict atheist. <laughs> So I always liked his opinion on things because it was different than mine. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. And he ended up being as old as he was and older than me at the time. I always valued his opinion. Yeah. And you know what's funny what he told me about religion? What? He was like, I am not religious. I am strict atheist. You know what I mean? He was like very adamant about it. I knew that yeah. from the time I met him to, to today. I've always known that about him. He said, but I understand the importance of religion in society. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what do you, what does that mean? If you're atheist, why do you care about if religion's a part of society? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was like, I know exactly what you're going to say. He was saying, because it has morals and ethics. It absolutely does. And if you take that out of society, you have a lot bigger problem than just religion. Yeah. Uh, he understands. He might be strict atheist, but I understand the importance of religion having a role in society. I will back that up 100%. Always. Um, I never thought about it that way. My only issue, um, again, with word choice, is uh, I called my myself an atheist for a long time, and I don't like doing that anymore because um, I will admit that it's a possibility that we were created, uh, you know, we could be a, a digital carnation of something. We could be a fucking. Well, well, if you believe in science, there's nothing proven either side of the fence. So you should be open yeah, to both. Technically. Exactly. And atheists are against any form of God. And I will f for sure admit that I don't know. Uh, I like aliens a lot, <laughs> um, but I will agree with him absolutely that religion holds a bearing in society that cannot be replaced at the moment, unfortunately. Um, it's interesting. Do uh, you watch the show? Probably not. Uh, the Orville on Fox. No, I've heard of it. Seth MacFarlane's new show. It's pretty good. Um, 
There's an episode where they're not supposed to fuck with planets because, you know, it ruins with their evolution cycle and they fuck with it on accident. <laughs> of course. So one of, <laughs> one of the girls on the ship becomes a god to them. Yeah. And the thing about the, sh- the the episode is that planet is in this weird flux where it ages quickly. Mm-hmm. It goes through like this weird vortex every 13 days and ages 700 years. So they go back to it and the girl's a god in like the bronze ages. Then they go back to it and it's like our times and she's still a god. And then they come back again. Mm-hmm. And they're like enlightened. The species, <laughs> the species has come to the age where they're star travelers now, and they left their planet. Yeah, and uh, they tell the people that like they're like it's okay that like you mess with our progression because if our god didn't take your face, it would have just taken another. Yeah, and it was just a natural form of evolution. It's interesting. And what I mean by that is. At the moment, I'm not sure if religion can get replaced on a societal level, but I would, in theory, think that it has our a species hits a form of enlightenment where everyone realizes that we can just leave the planet and be yeah. star children, literally. Hmm. And we will technologically advance to that form of enlightenment leave the planet and realize, no, there aren't gods, but we reach this level where maybe we're living for 200, 300, 400 years. Yeah. And we are traveling now their planets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's like a crazy concept for people because it's like, it's far you're out. delving into aliens. <laughs> it's far out, bro. You and you're delving I mean? into like what God is and shit. <laughs> but I just firmly believe that it's possible that, other intelligent life is out there and uh if someone doubts that and if they're a hundred percent in the wrong if we've come this far if we've come this far in technology in 10 years from the time the iphone came out to now i think we're doing okay you know what i mean and i think a thousand years from now technology is going to surpass where we're at i don't even want to think about where technology is going to be in a thousand years dude like we're going to blink and and like teleport you know what i mean like it's going to be insane <laughs> oh man i got to say while chad's taking a piss if you've been listening to this whole thing thank you so much i appreciate the support if you listen to the last couple episodes of tom and john Thank you. Uh, please, please, please go to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe. Uh, people don't know, but the easiest way to make money off of these things is to hit hit the subscribe on YouTube. It doesn't cost you anything, but eventually I can run ads on the shows. Um, and I know that sounds cheesy, but I mean, it would help me out. Just go to YouTube, find my channel, Millennial in Arizona, hit subscribe. It would really help me out. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at M-I-A-Z podcast. Uh, I'm on all the major formats now, Spotify, iTunes, Google play. I'm on all that shit. Hit me up, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Chad's back. I was just plugging all my social media while you're here. Oh yeah. Doing your little plugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on everything now. I'm on Spotify. Did you know that? That's legit. I think I saw you post about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm psyched That's to be cool. on Spotify. Never thought that would happen. Spotify, 
I've never had a Spotify account. Really? Yeah, I it love seems it. like everybody but me. I love it. Spotify. <laughs> Technically, if you type your name into the search bar now, it'll come up and you can find this episode. Nice. So, so you'll be on Spotify too. I'll be on it, but I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I know. We got to wrap this up soon and go make some marks and hang out with Sam. All right. All right. We're at a two hours and 40 minutes. I don't know if anyone wants to listen to us for that long, dude. I think they do. <laughs> we we did not get to we did not get to sports though. Richard Sherman. Went hey, to we can hit it for like five minutes. Let's hit it and I mean? cut this like, shit. We'll uh, we'll end on some sports notes. Let's hit for it for all of us Arizona fans in here. We're both uh, Cardinals fans, and uh, I'd say we're pretty diehard. Uh, Jeremy here has a uh, season tickets. How many years now? Two or three? Uh, four. 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 More than I thought. Yeah. Uh, he likes to sell me tickets because. Uh, I just yeah. moved back to the valley, actually. Fuck yeah! But uh, I, I want to eventually get season tickets. That's Hell my yeah. that's my goal, and like good ones. I want I want to be like the person who has like those awesome season tickets every year. Eventually yeah. in my life, on but the, we're both on the 30, 40, 50 yard line. Yeah, yeah, like like awesome, right there. And uh, thirty yard line would be sick. We're both diehard Cardinals fans. Our families are. We're pretty much raised in Arizona. Uh. And we're very, very worried this year for our team. I was born and raised in Arizona. Yeah. I wasn't born, but I was raised. I'm concerned for the Cardinals on many reasons right now because Richard Sherman just signed with the Niners. Uh, not officially because the it's not official until later this week, but $39 million for three years, I think it is. Yeah. And uh, Richard Sherman, big part of the Seahawks for the last five, six seasons. And going to the Niners. All the has, Super Bowl runs they have. Going to the Niners has got to be devastating. Like, think about all the shit he can tell them about Especially the Especially with their season collapsing last season. Right. Uh, and losing another key player. And the Niners have been making huge moves. Well, the Garoppolo, Rams. The Rams and the Niners. I would say. I'm concerned. And they're both NFC West, right? And I'm not saying this because we're in NFC West. I'm literally saying this. Like, they have more more strong improvements in the last two years than any other teams in the NFL. They do, for sure. And and it showed last year with the Rams, and it's going to show this year with the 49ers. Yep. Uh, and both of them at the same time. And if we don't make a quarterback move and a line move, the Arizona Cardinals are in a rough spot. Dude, we're in year. trouble. We need a quarterback, and I hope it's Kirk Cousins. Or Dude, Nick Foles. Dude, I have such Nick's, or Nick's Nick feelings. Foles. I would rather have Carson Wentz than Nick Foles. What about Nick Foles? Carson Dude, Eagles Wentz. aren't getting up, even aren't giving up once. That's hard. How do you decide between those two quarterbacks? Well, would you be happy with either of them? Yeah, Carson Wentz or Nick Foles. Either one. How do they make that? I decision? want Kirk Cousins personally. I think Kirk Cousins makes a lot of sense. I think he's going to cost us too much money cap wise. I think he's going to cost us a lot of money, but I think they could make him the argument that for the first season. He will make less, but after Fitz goes, well, he he's got to know. He can have that cap Does he want to be on a winning team? No, that's or what I mean. Or a fucking losing that, team. No, that's what I mean. And he said he came out already and said, I want to go to a team who's ready to go and make a run for this year. Was he willing to fucking spread the wealth around so we can have and, better other But that's positions? what I mean. If he, if he takes a pay cut for season <laughs> one and then Fitz leaves after season one, Fuck. I don't want to talk about Fitz leaving. Dude, Fitz is leaving. I mean, him coming He's back. Nice. 
Him coming back this year is a miracle. Well, he still isn't even 100% in yet. Him coming back this year. He wants to know who the quarterback is. No, he said he's coming back. Yeah. The coach said he's coming back already. (laughs) I don't believe shit until we find a quarterback. That's fair. He's not going to sit around for a season and not do another season knowing that he had a shit quarterback. That's why I think Kirk Cousins is a big deal. And there's been some weird shit going on. Did you see what David Johnson tweeted? David no. Johnson tweeted at uh, Google that shit, right? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, dude. I've been, uh, <laughs> I'm getting a little toasted. I need to. We we got to wrap this up. Uh, David Johnson, who is our star running back, who got hurt last year, but he's coming back, baby. He he's tweeted. He tweeted to Kirk Cousins. Come on, Kirk Cousins. Stop messing with everyone and tell them you're coming to the desert. He said, stop messing with everyone and tell them you're coming to the desert. So, like, people have been saying it's weird that he's, like, implying that Kirk Cousins has already decided he's coming. He might be saying that just to instigate shit, though. But people are also saying, like, stop saying that because David Johnson's just instigating the situation. Like, trying to be like, haha, like, come over here. You know what I mean? But, Kirk, did you see what Kirk Cousins posted with Fitz, though? No. See, it's good you're uh, pulling all this shit up. I haven't been keeping... My off season, I try to like stay clear of football. See, because Kirk Cousins posted part. this photo on Instagram a week ago that said ran into Fitz at the airport yesterday. He is a great in caps recruiter. <laughs> They're all. It looks like all the Cardinals players are pulling. For it looks Kirk like Cousins the Cardinals really. want Kirk Cousins bad though. I mean, look at that. He's literally with Fitz at the airport. Well, you know what Fitz is telling him, right? We're going to win that I want shit, a Super Bowl run, and you're the man for the job. For sure. If he's talking about recruiting him. So. I, I'm on my last remaining years as a, as a NFL player. Yeah. And I, I want to make a good so run So do you think Kirk Cousins might be coming to the Cardinals? I think there's a golden opportunity. Because that free agency starts in about four days. No, no, no. It starts in hours. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. The talks start. It's open to, for discussion tomorrow. On the 14th, I believe, is when you can actually start signing people. Um, when does free agency start? Um, March. Oh, legal tampering period See, 12 is 12 to, 12 to 14. That's so what I was tamperings, saying. I, yeah, tampering starts 12 to 14th. Free agency trading and signing begins on the 14th. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, so, so all the fun stuff starts on the 14th, but right now, starting tomorrow morning. Yeah, but that means Kirk all Cousins. All of the phone calls. Kirk Cousins could be a Cardinal on Thursday, baby. Do you know dude. what? Dude, if I'm in Seattle. We got like Seattle, a parade, bro, through Phoenix. If I'm in <laughs> Seattle, if I'm in Seattle, when that happens, I'm calling look, you. Look, if you don't follow sports closely, the Cardinals have been plagued with quarterback issues since the beginning of time. Dude, plagued. Um, if we can get someone who actually matters, it would be like parades around fucking Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like people would be celebrating yep. ridiculously. Because if you have a quarterback, you got to think, okay, we spent a lot of money on a quarterback this year. We don't have enough money for line, but we have an okay year. Well, the next year, 
we have more money. Yeah. Now we're going to get these two players for the line. Yeah. But you still have that quarterback to fall back on every year. Honestly, man. He's a careerist. They need to just suck it up and fucking pay Kirk and uh, whoever else they needed to, to pay to get it done. I just, Steve Kime, man. It looks like we're I don't know what of, he does with quarterback it situations. It looks like we're getting rid of Tyron Matthews. But he hasn't showed a shit. I know what you mean. I we argued. Said, hey, you know what? I I played Xbox with Casso today for like six years. Michael Casso, yeah, one of our Casso, other good friends. He's an amazing Cardinals fan, uh, and we talked about this literally like like six hours ago, seven hours ago. Um, he was like, "I think we're gonna get rid of Tyron Matthew," and I was like, "I love Tyron Matthew. I always have, but ever since his injury, he hasn't showed us much." Yeah. Uh, two years of recovery, and you start not playing at the level you were. Yeah, uh, we might need to stop paying you less or move on. Yeah, that that's the cutthroat part of the NFL. Yeah, it really is. He's sucking the dick lately. We gotta let him go, <laughs> dude. We gotta wrap this up though, bro. Yeah, definitely. It's uh we're at uh, almost two hours and forty eight minutes. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, it flew by. It did. Dude, I hope you come back and do some more. Honestly, are you uh, gonna come gonna, back we're next week? Do more. You gonna come back next weekend with Jesse? Yeah. All right. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be dope. It's Sunday. Jesse, Jesse would be a lot of fun for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sunday at like 12 or around there. Oh, that'll be rough. I'll just stay awake. Oh, don't do that. I get off at 6 a.m. Dude, you could sleep for a couple, five hours or so. No, I'm going to have to drive all the way down to Levine. What if you drove here when you got off and slept here? <laughs> we'll see. We can talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> All right. Don't work PMs, people. I get I get in <laughs> from Seattle at like 11 p.m. that night, uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Chad Hurts was my guest. Thank you very much for being here. Man. Hey, glad it to be here, man. Awesome. It's a lot of fun just chatting about the normal bullshit that we talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> now to be online for everyone to hear. I yeah. can't wait to do more, dude. Anyways, I hope that you uh you can grow this. And then we start getting feedback from viewers because I think that's the the funnest part about things oh, like yeah. this is uh, responding to feedback. I think is huge. Oh yeah, I can't wait for uh for people to actually like like uh you can comment on the YouTube videos for sure. I don't have commenting built on my website because uh, I'm a fucking idiot and I don't know anything <laughs> about web design. <laughs> so uh, that sucks. But one day I'll have that. Uh, you can comment on the feeds or whatever, or just tweet me at M-I-A-Z podcast. Uh, not a single person has tweeted me yet, so I'm, I'm jazzed to get my first one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have Twitter. <laughs> Dude, right? Uh, I have it just, just for the hopes, just for the hopes and dreams. <laughs> but thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, listen to my podcast, as I said, on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, probably on there. Uh, thank you for listening. If you like my shit, a millennial in Arizona podcast. Uh, follow me on YouTube. Hit me up on Twitter. Thanks, everybody. Peace.